Hey guys, welcome into the show today. Cancel this, cancelthisshow.com. I'm Vic Faust. Happy Hump Day, happy Wednesday, March 29th, as we make our way through the month of March as we head into April. Hope everybody's having a terrific day today, no matter where you're listening across the country. Of course, our regular listeners know and understand. We are a nationally geared news, news headline, politics, society, and cancel culture show. Rocking and rolling for about the last four months. Picking up listeners, picking up viewers on a daily basis. Please check out canceltheshow.com. Once again, canceltheshow.com. This is easy. You have to retrain some people how to partake in news, in news gathering, in news information, in entertainment. It's pretty simple. Canceltheshow.com. That's all you have to do. How do I watch? How do I listen? Canceltheshow.com. Because if you go to the website, you'll see numerous video platforms to watch on, either live or taped. Of course, you don't have to watch it live all the time. And the audio section, so you can listen to the podcast um, at any time of the day. Of course, most of the information is evergreen. It's there. It's our content. It's our library. We have a vast library in a short amount of time of a variety of subjects as well. So we appreciate you checking it out and going ahead and doing what you can to get involved. Okay, with that being said, I'm Vic Faust. Cancel this. Also includes Tab of the Hassle, Eric Johnson, Lizzie Sparks, and... Scotty Gherkin on the boards. Coming up today on the show, it is a Wednesday. Kathy and Steve Strict, or Steve and Kathy Strict. Um, Kathy, of course, from Experience Real Estate Partners. Expect to be moved. 314-276-HOLD. If you have any questions ever, you can go ahead and give her a call to jump in on anything. Whether you're ready to get involved in real estate or not, they are always there ready to talk. But the great thing about having Steve and Kathy in is we talk all topics with them. We jump in. It's always awesome to have advertisers, business owners in the community, people who are making a difference. Yeah, we'll talk anything. Of course we will. So it's just like having another guest that owns property, that owns businesses all over the place that can come in and do that. All right. A lot of topics to get into today as well. Um, We try, we try to speak truth. We try to have those honest conversations and we got to be honest today about some things. Christianity under attack. You're talking about six people killed at a Presbyterian school and now you have newspaper writers, journalists, and I'm sorry, we have to call them liberal, who are coming after Christianity. And it's something I started to see with recent shootings. When people say thoughts and prayers, it's from the heart. And most of the time it is. It is a kind thing to say to somebody, especially when there's not a lot you can say. But now you have the left and people on the left attacking and saying, F your prayers and thoughts because they want more gun control, which we know doesn't help in any situation. I've yet to hear anybody, a liberal, anybody against guns, give any, any, any great ideas on how you stop situations, especially the one that happened in Nashville. Anyway, uh, we'll get into that. Matt Taibbi, oh yeah, liberal newspaper award-winning journalist. Did you know that while he was testifying on Capitol Hill (laughs) about everything that was being done to you? Um, thanks to Elon Musk, did you know his house is being raided by the IRS? You can't make this stuff up. And if you come out and say something against the government, if you come out and say something against big tech, this is what happens. It's not a really cool thing. Anyway, that's coming up. We'll get into that. Um, we get to see Eric Schmidt going after the military for what they did with canceling police who refused to get the cupcake. We'll get into that as well. Um, Joe Biden had another moment yesterday. Can't make it up. Uh, yesterday, he wasn't lost as a, from a comedy standpoint and joking, stumbling around himself.
but he just flat out lied about gun laws, gun rules, things of that nature. Can't make it up. And how's your pocketbook, as we say? Are you really better? Is your life really better right now than it was two and a half, three years ago? Of course it isn't. Uh, inflation, how's it affecting you? New survey out about how many Americans are actually living paycheck to paycheck. It's one of the highest percentages in history. All these things, Tabitha. Um, we're broker than we've ever been. We're dumber than we've ever been when it comes to the IQs. And uh, we're infiltrated with social media and entertainment and fun. How long can it possibly last? Just some of the things we got going on today. It's cancelthiscancelthisshow.com. This show wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for your donations. You can go to cancelthisshow.com and donate and or the advertisers that partner with this show. Check out our advertisers right now. If you need a product that they're selling, please check them out and let them know you heard from them from Cancel This. Back with more right after this. Hi, have you ever heard of a use tax? Well, it's just another name for sales tax that may be paid on a purchase from Amazon or any out-of-state seller. Until recently, out-of-state sellers didn't have to collect the same tax as our local stores. But recently, the Missouri legislature voted to give our state its portion. Now Chesterfield voters must approve the law to get our city portion. Vote yes on Prop U to support our local stores and help our city pay for police, parks, and streets. Paid for by citizens for Chesterfield's future, Gerald Wright, Treasurer. Hey guys, this is Dr. Mahesh Bagwe. I'm an orthopedic surgeon here in St. Louis for over the last 20 years. I went to Washington University. I got my medical degree at St. Louis University. From local high school athletes, college athletes, weekend warriors, injured workers, and even Cardinal baseball players, I've treated them all. Our practice strives to personalize care with every new patient being seen by me. To find me, contact my staff at drbagwe.com. That's D-R-B-A-G-W-E.com. Hopefully you don't need me, but if you do, you can find me now. White Glove Exotic Services is St. Louis's first concierge vehicle service center. Alex David's team is passionate, certified technicians. They have industry-leading tools and equipment. They do it all. They pick up and deliver your car hands-free. Plus, they have elite detailing service, customized PPF wraps and tenting, and inspection and titling assistance. White Glove also specializes in logistics and storing options, vehicle listings, and consignment white glove exotic services check them out at canceltheshow.com marco wait what no response hi i'm curtis barks with complete auto body and repair offering full service and auto repair to st louis and st charles we are looking for someone to say polo that's right we are hiring we want you now if you would like to work in a well-paying environment then you owe it to yourself to stop by one of our six complete auto body and repair locations will you help me find that missing person please call me directly at 636-488-HIRE that's right 636-488-4473 dad and service oh yeah and service as all of you may know, the home of the Cancel This Studio is located at the all-inclusive private jet hangar, Strategic Air Services. Founded in Chesterfield, Missouri, they take pride in offering a meticulous approach to private aviation through services that fully manage your trip from takeoff to landing. Strategic Air Services is more than just storage for your aircraft. They offer state-of-the-art amenities to its members and guests. When you are not traveling, you have the luxury of enjoying their world-class gym, conference rooms, lounges, and so much more. Strategic 
Care Services offers an unparalleled luxury experience for all things private aviation. If you're looking for a new place to call home for your aircraft, give them a call today at 636-400-7601. Again, that's 636-400-7601. Or visit their website at strategicairservices.net. Hey guys, welcome in to Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. Vic Faust here. Deb the Hassle, Eric Johnson en route. Scotty Gherkin, engineer, producer on the boards. And Lizzie Sparks manning the social media from home today. Uh, Kathy Helbig Strick, Steve Strick coming in studio at 830. They're guests. They'll be joining us not only talk real estate, but any of the topics that we have. Coming up at 9 o'clock today, Dr. Mahesh Bagway. Love getting him in. Former Cardinals team doc, one of the area's best orthopedic surgeons. If you need anything, you jump in with him. Also, complete auto body, complete auto body care. They are rocking and rolling. Complete auto body and care. They are rocking and rolling with all kinds of, they got six. Deb, we're talking about six locations. Very busy. They need technicians of all kind. They're paying top dollar. They're providing the best climate-controlled environment you can find. So if you have anything car-related with that, go to Complete Auto Body Care. It's CompleteAB.com. Once again, CompleteAB.com. With all that being said, we welcome you on a Wednesday. It is March 29th. Tabitha, welcome to your Wednesday. How you doing, girl? Good morning. I am so happy to be here. I'm so happy to wake up and scrape frost off my windows. Yeah, wherever you are At in this country... Uh, it, it's not that bad. I was teasing until you, oh, you sound like a grandma this morning. I, I had to scream. You know what? I, I hate it because this ha- this happened, I think, last year, too. And what worries me is it, it, did. You're it right. kills the buds on the trees. And I love the beautiful flowering trees. But when we have a frost like this, it can really hurt some of those budding plants and flowers. Oh, we don't want to have you coming in a little upset because I'm upset right now. I'm upset with national media and I'm accept, upset with journalists and they're liberal journalists. I'm upset with people that try to change the narrative when you have a horrible tragedy that happened with the school shooting at the Presbyterian Christian School where six people were shot and murdered by a trans person with mental health issues. Now we find out the person also had autism on top of the mental illness that they had. And... You have groups, trans groups are now coming out saying, well, and there are trans groups, progressive, very progressive groups, but they're coming out. This person needed to be heard. We need to be heard. Oh, really? Really? You're going to paint it in that picture? And you don't see any progressive, any liberal groups, any Democrats ripping this narrative. Then you also have, and I'm not trying to make it a Republican versus Democrat issue, because we know in several issues we do have a uniparty. But when it comes to this issue, oh, you're going to be canceled now by certain people if, I repeat, if you say thoughts and prayers to somebody who has been the victim or the family of a victim from gun violence. F your thoughts and prayers is now some slogan. I've seen it over the last month or two. Well, F, it's been F it's your been going thoughts on. and prayers. That's not new. Yeah. It's, really? But it's, it's getting horrible. Here's the thing. It's been out there, but it's getting more attention now. It's and, awful. And national, it makes me sick. national journalist now jumping in. Oh, F your thought. Really? F you. F you. Because you're not getting what you want with gun control. 
because you're trying to take all the guns away. Yeah, and that'll really help, won't it? It sucks. <laughs> all it does is add fuel to the fire. All it does is divide us. That's not somebody who's looking for, let's say, some sort of common ground. Once again, where are 40,000? Don't you think you have laws and rules in place if you would enforce them first? Then if it didn't work, if the actual rules were actually enforced, and then at the end of the day, how many times have we said it? If somebody wants to do something bad, they're going to do it. They will, they will find a way. They will absolutely find. As a matter of fact, this woman, she found a way. Because you know what she did? She had a different school in mind, a completely different target. She didn't go to that school because guess what? Because they had too much security. Bingo. So she left and she went to this school because she knew the security was very lax there, that she could go right in, that she wouldn't be confronted by anyone who was armed. That's why she chose to go there. Guns actually save lives when they are in the right hands. Of course they do. What doesn't help is this narrative now, if you're a Christian or if now the attack, the canceling coming from certain people, I still believe it is a loud minority who is doing this, Tabitha. I hope I'm wrong. Oh, it's the, the tiniest of the tiny minorities. Because I'll tell you what, I can guarantee you the majority of trans people are not saying they need to be heard and it's okay to shoot children. I can I don't I don't know enough to ask, but I, I would guarantee you that that the majority of people as a whole are good people, but we have these few people, the squeaky wheels, who want to come out, and they're the loudest voices. They're the ones on the media. And what's worse about that is our government, the current Biden regime, they cater to those people. The tiniest percentage on the far left is the people they make all the rules for and the people they cater to. And here's something, Vic, I, I don't know if I haven't heard anyone else talk about this. I have a photo of her gun when it's laying on the floor after she was killed, and there's a sticker on it. And it's a sticker that I have seen on some of these trans power sites. And I, if, at some point, I'll send the photo to Scott Eve. And I haven't had time to go back and look and identify it. But you know how we're starting to see these trans websites where they're talking about speak up, get out, fight for your rights, do what you need to do. Yeah, be heard. Be heard. One of these stickers is on her gun. And I really wow. am wondering if she was part of this movement or part of one of these groups. Where do You, you said you have the picture? I, I have the photo of it, yeah. Can you send it to Scott yeah, when you get a chance absolutely. so we can show it to everybody? Uh, if you're just joining us, it's one of the issues that started to come up now. F your thoughts and prayers. F your thoughts and prayers. Really? 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 Somebody trying to be kind. Somebody trying to offer some sort of solace in a situation. And that person doesn't have any power to help you get what you want. Yet you're going to attack. I mean, we know that there's people who will attack others if they feel somebody else did something wrong because it provides... Social media provides the keyboard warrior aspect. There's a lot of keyboard warriors out there who love to rip people and go behind the scenes because it makes them feel tough, makes them feel like a badass. Yeah, yeah, go after you because they have personal situations that they're dealing with. You know what? You're not helping a situation when you go out and tell somebody, F your thoughts and prayers. As a matter of fact, it shows your lack of intelligence or it shows some deeper, darker inner part that you're dealing with when you attack somebody else. When you're, you're talking about national journalist now doing this, saying this, going after politicians, because unfortunately, we talk about the weaponization of governments, but guess what? We have to talk about the weaponization of media. And the only way you get back at media, local media, national media, who try to use some sort of platform as a weapon, as power against you to, to exercise your First Amendment rights is 
to stop listening to them, stop watching, call them out, call them out. You can be polite and persistent. I always talk about that. Be polite and persistent and bring attention to the things that they're trying to do. Uh, it, it's sad that we're dealing with this after a tragedy. But of course, if you want something done in Washington, of course, if you want something political done, you're going to bring noise. You're going to rip things. You're going to go after people when there is no good that's going to come out of starting a fight with somebody because they're trying to say something kind and nice. What if we all prayed? What if more people prayed? I mean, maybe prayer is the solution. Maybe that's the solution. It's, it's not certainly not the problem. Maybe if more people went out and prayed, more people concentrated on our faith, we had more of a Christian revolution, we'd have a lot less people out there shooting up schools. How about that? Well, when I see a story like this, and I'm curious uh, with our listeners, of course, we appreciate you joining us on canceltheshow.com. Um, what I find, seriously, seriously find <clears throat> with this whole situation is this. This makes me look around even more so <clears throat> where I want to protect myself, where I want to be at places where you know you're going to be protected. Once again, areas where guns are not are attacked. You're a sitting duck. You're a sitting duck and you take every single gun away in this country or everybody gets to do something legal. Now, this woman, you know, saying that she's a man now, bought the guns legally. Fine. She, she bought them legally. And then she did something horrible with it. But at the same point in time, um, how much money have we sent? Let's see. Oh, like $200 billion to Ukraine? They're oh, it, it, it is a collective between the United States and, and Europe. We've sent over a trillion dollars. Over a trillion. But let's just talk about America. I think I, I thought I'd heard. Several billion. Several billion. I thought it had been as much as 200 or something oh it's it's several billion okay many yes that to protect their kids their country how much money have we put into schools to protect schools nothing zero dollars and we're actually the zero, Biden regime zero dollars yeah, we, we taking, talk facts on the show they're taking money away from schools resource programs that's what they're doing um so anyway we, we go on we deal with that situation uh on top of that now we have matt taibbi who was a journalist, is a journalist, award-winning journalist, <laughs> New York journalist, uh, liberal Democrat, because he exposed the Twitter drops from Elon Musk. And of course, he was massively popular just a few weeks ago. I mean, thank God that Matt Taibbi didn't let his political ideas get in the way of being a damn good journalist when he did this. Well, while he was... <laughs> Well, he was testifying before the select subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government in social media. That was back on March 9th. The IRS showed up at his home. This is a mass. Think about this. That's not by chance. They left him a note and said, yeah, we'll be in touch. We'll be back. It's a it's a Democrat policy, basically. Do you know when Obama was in the White House? This is one of the old tactics that the Obama administration used. If someone came out against them, they put the IRS on them. There were whistleblowers that came forward. Nothing much ever came out of it, but it was a very common practice that if you stood up to the Obama administration, the IRS came and knocked on your door. So we're just going back to those old policies, of course, with Biden in the seat. The, the thing I like about this, though, is the fact that it's getting national attention. It is for the first time. <clears throat> and this to. is a Democrat who was just doing his job. So you can be a Democrat, you can be a Republican, you can be good. You can be a Democrat, Republican, and be bad. This is a Democrat leaving 
his political preference at the door, understanding as a journalist, you can't give, quote, opinions. You're supposed to bring facts to the table. And he testified for the Republican Select Subcommittee on the weaponization. And while he was doing it, the IRS is going to go after him. Okay. Yeah. Michael Schellenberger, who also was involved with Elon Musk and Twitter, quoted as saying, oh, wow, what an amazing coincidence. These are the things. When Obama started this, and I agree with you, you really, people were like, what? What? Really? Like, what? Oh, no. People didn't believe that it happened, but it did happen. Musk said, that's very odd in a tweet. Yeah, I think we understand the whole situation of what's going on. Um, The IRS, as Senator Ted Cruz said, has an, this, they have a troubling history of targeting political enemies of the Democrats. Here we go again, once again. So what else is going to happen with this? It tries to send a message, as you said. You come talk, you come deal with things that make us look bad. You bring truth, not an, not an opinion, but truth, facts. Uh, yeah, we're going to come after you. Uh, it, it's, Vic, it, think about this. As a journalist for <laughs> over two decades, I was like, oh, that makes my blood boil when you see people doing this, when you see government doing this. It's going to be, it's going to be you next. The difference between now and the Obama administration, the Obama administration went against journalists or politicians or people with a loud voice that came after him. The Biden regime, they're going to come after you and I. That's why they hired 87,000 new IRS agents and and trained them with weapons in their arming IRS agents. Because you know what? It's not just the loud voices anymore. They're coming after all of us. I know. And, the only, and here's why your vote matters when it comes to having the majority, as the Republicans do right now, when it comes to the House, is the fact that, guess what? Oh, we can also vote to defund the 87,000 IRS agents, which has happened. But once again, it's still there. You get the ideas to have the talks about, oh yeah, this can happen. This can come after you. You have to be careful. So um, it, it is interesting to see this come down, to see this play out. They don't care. Did, did you notice they don't care anymore that we know? That's what this is about. They don't even care anymore. Great point. They used to hide it. The, the Obama administration tried to hide it. They tried to keep it under the radar. If you were the person targeted by the IRS, you knew. You could go and tell the media, but the media didn't really talk about it. They didn't. They, they acted like it was just a big conspiracy. But now for them to for the IRS to show up at Tabby's door, at his door, over taxes that he did file that were correctly filed, according to him, and be so obvious. You know what that is? They're giving us all a warning. That's what this is. It's a warning to all of us that if you come after us, if you expose us, this is what's going to happen to you. Well said. Gosh, that's such a great point. Think about that. You're just trying to do your job and this happens. And once again, the fact that it's done on purpose to, as a signaling, a virtual signaling to you, you do this, this is what happens. The only thing that you can do is to do things right, number one. Number two, document it. Bring it to the public. Go to platforms. Thank God for Fox. I know that you hate Fox and Fox- I don't hate Fox. I I digress, I'm sorry. I know you're not a huge fan of everything that's done, but thank God they were able to get on and show this stuff to show what Matt Taibbi, because you didn't even, even when some local news channels and world news at least talked about 
It, you know, they didn't get they, they didn't dive deep into the story. And they're not going to. And explain why this is important for everyday Americans. Why I mean, ask somebody how many times you've been in jail on a certain platform or what has happened just because you're trying to bring some sort of information to the table that's not there otherwise. Um, how about this? Um, we've got a situation. This is what really angers me with that whole situation. Scotty, when you get a chance, could you pop up the picture of Michael Knowles? Um, Michael works with the Daily Mail. I don't know if you're familiar with him or not. I'm a big fan of Michael Knowles. Michael, that's Michael right there. There's a lot of truth in the Daily Mail. Um, Michael, we'll show you his tweet in just a second, but I wanted to show you Michael is because he's pretty recognizable um, from the Daily Mail, does a lot of work. He also does those campus tours. He travels the country and does debates. Um, he put out this tweet right after the shooting. This gets into our whole situation when it comes to Christianity under attack. You can't be a public Christian. if How dare you say thoughts and prayers when it comes to a shooting? But Scotty, when you get a chance, if you could pop the, that tweet up with Michael Knowles. Michael Knowles, this is why I'm very confused this morning. Michael and, Knowles tweeted this. And Daily Wire, by the way. I mean, Daily Wire. Beloved. Never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Okay, that is a biblical quote. That's not his quote. He's not pushing violence on anybody. The quote basically says, hey, you put things in God's hands. He has been deplatformed from Twitter. Twitter took down his account for putting that Christian quote up after the shooting in Nashville, what the truck is going on with that situation? He gets deplatformed by Twitter? Elon, where are you? What the hell's going on with Twitter? A Christian biblical verse, not encouraging violence, although he got pushed under the concept of promoting violence. Am I missing something? I'm guessing I'm guessing that Elon is busy over at Tesla right now and not paying attention. <laughs> I Michael Knowles, thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you for putting out a perfectly harmless and I think well-timed tweet with perfect information because so many times we want to go we're going to get this no. Vengeance is God's. And this guy, Michael Knowles from the Daily Wire gets deplatformed from Twitter for putting that out there. We need to call should, Elon. Should we? If I had him on speed, I, I certainly hope. Elon already knows about Matt Taibbi's story. He was tweeting about it this morning. He was tweeting about, oh, really? The IRS shows up at Matt's house while he's testifying about the weaponization of our federal government. And then now his own his own company allows Matt, Michael Knowles to we be need deplatformed? We need answers. Because we know Does that, that piss you off? It, it pissed me oh, off. Of course, but we know Elon's not the only employee. So that means there are still but probably- But Elon- he, he, He's the boss. Somebody said, Elon, He's what's so up? responsible. He, in a second, ding, he could be- And I think, I'm just saying, it would go a long way, Elon, in getting his account back up. It needs to happen, and people need. And I am sure by now people have addressed it with Elon. I am sure they are sending him tweets and where is he messages, and it, so this is going to be really telling because it's going to tell what side of the fence is he really on. Because we've all wondered for so long what side of the fence is he really on. Well, this is what's frustrated me about Elon, and I've said this from the get go. I love what he has done, but 
man, he has also been involved in some very bizarre stuff, some things that make you go, hmm, what the hell is he doing? What's going He's on? He's a very unusual, eccentric character for sure. Yeah, but I mean, it's not- And when it comes to, but this is about religion. It's not about truth telling and politics. So maybe his line is drawn at religion. I don't know. Only Elon can ask. I'm just speculating. But like, can anybody see why it. that biblical verse would get you deplatformed no. from Twitter? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He needs to answer for it. I mean, please, somebody help me. And, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> I looked down at the comment line. Mary Tanner says we all need to put scripture on Twitter. Maybe. Maybe. I agree. Donna says other countries are not concerned about openly practicing their religion. One hundred percent or practicing their religion and saying what they want to say in the United States of America. That's right. Without being deplatformed. It happens in Middle Eastern countries. I guess it's going to happen now in the United States. I mean, think about this. The only way, once again, to try to fight in a positive, polite, and persistent way is to get the information out. Continue to get the information out. Talk about the information. Let people know what's going on when it comes to the situation. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to be an ass. Just get the information out. Um, I, I don't really understand why Elon has not jumped into this yet or taken a side because th there is no, I mean, there really well, and is. No and there's not, yeah, it's not a board anymore. It's a privately owned company. Yes, they do still have some of the old Twitter folks around because they had to keep some people who know how to operate things. But, but yeah, he should already be on top of this. That account should already be reinstated. We have to know, was it a person that, that, that blocked it or was it an automated system? Was it an algorithm? We definitely need and want some answers. Um, Don, again, coming strong. Pretending to be something you're not is okay. That's what you're telling me. But prayer is not. That's profound when you look at what's happening in the country. Um, we're under attack. Tabitha, you've been talking about it for a long time. Um, it, it's And it's more relevant every day, isn't it? it, it and seems more apparent like it is every more, day. It, it seems like it is because we continue to have these situations that are happening. These it's impossible to ignore. That are going on. I mean, we all know it ramped up when... Uh, the pandemic hit. We, it ramped up with the cupcake talk. It ramped up with the election. It ramped up with Donald Trump coming back to get into the whole situation when it comes to, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to run again. Um, and then in the midst that something else, Scotty, if you want to queue up Biden again, um, that we're dealing with now, that goes with the shooting, that goes with this whole media putting things out there, not calling out situations that should be called out. I don't know, it's like the third, fourth, fifth day in a row. Um, Joe Biden, this time not not providing us with a laughing moment to make fun of him from a funny standpoint, but providing us with flat out lies. I'm talking about flat out lies on what happened with the entire shooting. Listen, first of all, here's what happened. Joe Biden, our president, was at a he was at a presser yesterday. He just flat out lied about a couple things. Um, he said to own a machine gun or fully automatic weapon, a person must not be considered a prohibited person, must be at least 21 years old, a legal resident of the U.S., eligible to purchase a firearm, pass an 8 to 10 month background check, and pay a one-time 200 transfer tax to obtain a stamp. Yes, you can have a machine gun. Biden has also previously said that Second Amendment also banned the ownership 
of cannons when it was passed <laughs> in 1791, but that too has been debunked. So he's continuing to make false claims about firearms, especially when it comes to the death of children. We continue to deal with this. Here was Joe Biden yesterday uh, spewing falsehoods, basically lies. I don't know if he even knows what he's saying. Is he doesn't. No. To weapons of war. I'm a Second Amendment guy. I have two shotguns. My sons have shotguns. You know, but our states, you know, everybody thinks somehow the Second Amendment is absolute. You're not allowed to go out and own a, an automatic weapon. You're not allowed to own a machine gun. You're not allowed to own a flamethrower. You're not allowed to own so many other things. Why in God's name do we allow these weapons of war on our streets and at our schools? According to law enforcement, the shooter of this horror had two assault weapons and a pistol. And what in God's name are we doing? These guns are the number, gun, this is hard to believe. I never thought when I started in my public life that guns would be the number one killer of children in America. Guns, number one. It's sick. Okay, let's debunk them. I feel bad for the president. In the United States, it's not illegal to own a flamethrower, nor is it illegal to own a machine gun. Uh, or a you, cannon. Or a cannon if you go through the right process. And will somebody tell him that the Second Amendment actually is absolute? Please. <laughs> well said again, Tabitha. All right, keeping up with that, how about this? Um, he also Did you hear what he just said? He said the number one killer of children in America were guns. Um, it's actually opioids. No, it's not. It's not opioids? It's, no, I mean, the number one killer when they checked was actually um, car accidents. Really? Yeah, I would have never unfortunately. thought that. Um, it, it's not the leading cause for children between the ages of 1 and 17. Motor vehicles are. Yet you have the president out there stating this. Where's local media? You can count on us. You can count on us. Where's national media? Um, he literally went out. I mean, Fox did. They, they, they did a story on it yesterday. It's not guns. It's cars. The president, the highest position in the land stating that. Well, we know it's, it's not guns for gosh sakes. Yeah, but this, this fool is up there saying it. It's not even true. We don't have lies. I didn't realize it was car accident. So I really thought it was drugs. You know, but dr you know what? Drugs is probably number two. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt that in, in a heartbeat. So it's just, we're here to try to bring facts. We want to bring information to the table that's 100% true. Um, not come out and say what he said yesterday because it, it, it's not real. It's not true. And so unfortunately, while there can be some of those tough situations that we have to deal with, that happens. Robert Peterborough says drugs cause the car accidents. <laughs> so yeah, there, and that, it, it, that yeah. straightens out a lot, Robert. No, yeah, it could be that too. But remember how I always say, I always say that to the Democrat Party, the Constitution is a suggestion. It, it's and, and he just proved that to us. He said the Second Amendment is not absolute. It's it's not a suggestion. It is what our, our country is based on. We absolutely have to adhere to the Constitution. It is absolute. Um, so once again, we're, we're not looking for those things. People send the information. We see it. When the president... Is, it says three lies in a matter of 30 seconds, whether he knows what he's saying or not. The bottom line is they're lies. One, you can own a flamethrower, even though it sounds funny. Two, I know you, people who have them. You can own a machine gun. And no, kids are not being killed by guns as the number one killer in this country. I don't even know if it's number two. How horrible it is, yes, that we see what we have, but let's not add fuel to the fire. 
when we really don't need to do that stuff. <laughs> they revel in these school shootings, unfortunately. Who? Uh, the, the media and the government, they revel I, in it. When it there's happens, probably they make, some. It, there's no question there is. It, it gives them their talking points, their sensationalism. They're all over it. We saw Biden yesterday joking and laughing and talking about ice cream. That's all they care about. Well, that, that was certainly unfortunate. I'm just glad with what we do. Well, I don't care. We don't, like I said, Republican, Democrat, independent, whatever. We're just trying to bring the facts to the table, bring information out there that, hey, if you want to go do this and do that, that's your choice. But you need to at least, or at least we feel people need to be educated when it comes to all the information, because we know you're not getting it anywhere else. You're just not. And so we're grateful for the platform that we have. So um, Bendy says, sad but true. These events further their agenda. Hey, it's Wednesday. Time to catch up with our friends. Steve and Kathy. Hey. Strick. Steve Strick, Kathy Helbig Strick in studio yes. today. Um, do we have, do, is our lighting on for you guys too today? Is that this light one on? It is, yes. Yeah, gosh. I, it's, uh, looks like your head to me right now. When I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we have the lights down a little bit today. I wanted to see. You guys look very, very tan Are today. Are we illuminating? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it must be the it's white shirt. standing next to him. You <laughs> always look fantastic. We'd love to have you guys in as a team. You guys were a big hit last week. That's for sure. Well, good, thank you. Good, thank good. you. Um, more fun together. <laughs> okay, Scotty. Oh, we have light. No, no, yeah. That's way. Well, Whoa. I'm on fire now, Scotty. <laughs> That was, I'm sure I hit it perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure I hit that light today. Anyway, guys, welcome into the studio. Thanks. Um, you guys are a husband, wife. You've got kids. Shh, don't tell anybody. You, <laughs> you guys, did, I mean, yes. Yes. you see headlines. I mean, what do you make of all, the, I mean, this week, it's tragic. Are your friends in the communities talking about things that happen at these schools? Yeah. Very, very sad. It's, uh, you know, hits home because, you, especially for me, I, I went to little Christian schools like that. My kids went to little Christian schools like that where there's, you know, six to 12 people in the classroom. So it really felt, um, you know, disheartening to, to think somebody, I guess she went to school there. She had know? been a pre prior student, yes. So it must yeah. be that, I don't know, to think somebody harbored something for that long to go back and, and do something so tragic is awful. Yeah, it and is. keep hearing... <clears throat> one phrase and I think we really have to pay attention to it we have to do better it's cliche but we have to do better we do how, I know how do we do better yeah that's a great question that's what I mean we, we talk about question. it all the time I mean my I said hey let's start actually enforcing gun laws yeah we had a gun owner on the show guys um, whether people agree with guns have them in their house or not whatever um, from Metro Shooting Supply and he's like you know, if, if people really wanted to do something about gun crimes, mm -hmm. the first thing that would happen is he said the FBI would actually return my phone calls about yeah. now this one doesn't apply to what happened with this woman. But to go through the thick stack of denials uh. that we have mm. of people trying to purchase guns mm -hmm. that we find out eventually somewhere down the road, get guns. I know that doesn't apply to this, but let's start there. And then come in mm -hmm. and start attacking all of these people. Right. But he's like, to me, he's like, I don't know if there's a concern to even stop gun violence or yeah. guns when he's like, when I contact the FBI and they don't come to my place. Well, my thought was, how does five different stores sell somebody guns like that and it not be like a national database or something, you know? It, well, and, and it is. And, and how do they not is. flat? How does that not get flat? Because if it, you know, 
the way that I understand it, because my son buys a lot of weapons, mm-hmm. a lot of, he has a collection of guns, is when he goes and he buys a new gun and he'll buy several, mm-hmm. you know, they'll say, okay, well, it takes longer. He has to fill out his application, show his ID. They go through the process. They do the background check. But when you buy more weapons, it just takes longer. So, you know, he might be there for 30 minutes versus five minutes. But you know what? What about the parents' accountability? Because yeah. right. this girl, yeah. her parents, yeah. her knew something was going on. They were worried about her mm-hmm. having weapons. They had talked to family members. They didn't know if she had any. And they didn't know. She was in counseling. If you enter counseling, shouldn't that alert something as well? I I think it should. I think it should alert something, and that's where I was going to go. It's not necessarily the guns. Of course, course accessibility Mm -hmm. to them can cause some of these issues, but it's mental health. It is absolutely mental health. (sighs) And there's, you know what, every time we talk... And a parent can't always... They're not going to assume their child of is going to go kill people. So, oh, of course, you and, don't. And in you some don't cases, think so. there's signs, and they they don't want to open their eyes. And I think in others, they just are have you guys ever said thoughts and prayers to, to somebody when somebody's died, or whether it was from natural causes, or you know, of if course, somebody, absolutely. It, yeah. yeah. Did you hear? We started talking about before we get into the real estate aspect. I mean, we were. I mean, it hit us hard today. There are now national journalists and people in local communities saying f your thoughts and prayers. Mm. We need gun. We need gun control. All guns gone. All guns away. You're going to hear it. Now that I told you about this, you're going to hear it or you're going to see it. If this comes up. I said to, to him when we were watching the iHeartRadio music show and Lenny Kravitz came out and said, do better. I said, you notice it's, it's, it's now it used to be pray for Nashville, pray for, and that wasn't even spoken not once through that show and it's like you know again i i said earlier i grew up in a christian school i'm a christian i believe prayer being taken out of everything and god being taken out of everything is really where a lot of yeah, all this you're is. so it controversial <laughs> oh my god you're so uncancelous i can say that <laughs> and you're so and you're so right you're we, we talked about that earlier if, if we had more prayer yes more prayer you know more focus on christianity more of these Christian revolutions we're seeing across the country, maybe we wouldn't be in this place to begin with. No, because here's what here's what I believe. Sorry, Anne. I believe that when you lose hope of what this life has to offer, you, nobody's holding you accountable for anything after this That's life. Right. So no then you go life. do whatever right. the hell you want to do. You're, you don't value life because you're miserable, you're sad, you're depressed, mm-hmm. you have mental health mm-hmm. issues. Why not kill myself and other people? Because there's nothing here after that. Oh, That's right. That's profound. You no, know, so if you're if you don't have something that is holding you on track and holding you accountable and getting you through to that other side, you know, listen, there's something bigger than this life that I've got to stand in judgment for. Maybe I wouldn't go shoot up a school. Maybe I wouldn't kill myself. Mm-hmm. That's but right. I think that's what the problem is: is we've lost all hope and all we can see is what is in front of us in this life. And then and people don't don't and I'm sure this girl didn't either. But they're not thinking about well, what comes after this life. Exactly. Where do we go from right. here? And exactly. if I make this mistake or this mistake, this is it. You know, or I'm going to go somewhere right. really bad versus somewhere really yeah. good. Too many people don't realize that that what we're doing right now, this is just a blip in the timeline of that our soul. Right. And we we have to do better in this mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. But gun more gun control, more gun legislation is not necessarily the answer because if 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 this person really wanted to harm other people mm-hmm. and like somebody on the comment line said she had threatened family members that weren't accepting her. Exactly. They're going to find a way. They yeah. will Dude, find a way. And that's where it has to be reported even yeah. if it's your own child. That's where we have to do better and even if it's your friend. If your friend is a little off Ugh. and they're saying some things, you mm-hmm. know, I, I saw something last night on the news to where um, 
the gun person, I'll say gun person, uh, text her best friend. Yes. Right before mm -hmm. it. I saw those texts. called yes. the police. It called the authorities. Yes. But what about calling some people before it gets to that point? Mm -hmm. It's tough to do. Yeah. It really is. But mm -hmm. And there are always signs. Every time we sit here there are signs. and we talk about these cases and we talk about these shootings, we all go back and we look, oh, there were signs. They did no, this. I, they did this. They, they talked to these people and these people, they were in counseling or they wrote these manifestos or they were posting crazy stuff on social media. There are always signs, but people mm -hmm. continue to ignore the signs. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to do something. Even on a lower level, it was tough for me because one of my children was suffering with some <laughs> mental illness, yeah. but yeah. refused to right. accept it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do is like, no, we're going, we're going to start checking things out yes. and then dealing with that and trying to get acceptance. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. And that's why I know I can speak to it because I had to make mm -hmm. that call on a lesser level, mm -hmm. but you never know. Right. You never know. I mean, just because somebody's your child doesn't mean something bad can't happen at yeah. some point in time, which mm -hmm. is why you have to attack it. And, and it's that fine line between protecting your child and reporting your child or doing the right steps to right. protect other people. It, yes. It's a its a very difficult position for it parents. Is. It is. Well, speaking... You, you don't want your child to think that you're against them either. No. By, it's, by calling it out. Ugh. That's right. Tough. Speaking of prayer, what about people who are praying for more properties to open up? <laughs> I am. That's me every single day. <laughs> please pray more. You're, you're on your hands and knees this morning. Yes, Sweet sure, baby Jesus, please sure. let the properties expand. We, we, we did expand. see a little tick, a little tick up. And, What's and the I, latest, guys? Uh, yeah, we, we've reached like over Four. 400 right now. So those upper threes, we've, we've broken through the 400 barrier. And that's throughout the St. Louis metropolitan yeah, this, area. This local area. Um, but I did talk about briefly, I threw out a date. I said, remember, I said there's a date in April that's going around like the best date. Oh, yeah. I said the best date to buy. It's actually the best week to sell. Eric, oh. get in here. Yeah. Eric. I see. Eric's off camera. Eric. He's just out there lounging around. Eric, no. we need you to come on in right now. We're talking about something talking we talked about, about last week. That date we talked about. Not the best day to sell, uh, buy, because that's in January. The best day to the sell. Because I remember Eric talking sell. about this last week. The best day to list. It's actually the week. The best week to list your house is coming up, according to national, uh, according to Realtor.com, is April 16th through the 22nd. Because you got to pay your taxes. That's two and a half weeks. Is so that Does that have yeah. anything to do with taxes? I, it, or is that just coincidence? Taxes do play into it, believe it or not. We do see a surge in, in uh, people writing contracts right after they get their tax returns, uh. um, for sure. But it's also the, the beginning, historically, the beginning of the spring, quote, market. You see all of the trees just in the yeah. last week in St. Louis have all of a sudden bloomed. Oh, and they don't get Tabitha going. I, she was I complaining know. about frost this morning. Killing all the blooms. <laughs> and, you know, that's such a good time for people to sell because then yeah. people see their properties at their best, at their exactly. prettiest with all the pretty flowers the and the trees. Colors are bright. Everything's coming Curve to life. Yeah. The weather is mm -hmm. getting people itchy to go out. This, so it just all things are, are mm -hmm. working together at the same time. So they say that typically sellers will will do better, fare better in that week yeah. versus earlier in the year. Nice, isn't it a little? It, it, am I am I cynical thinking that these prices coming down is a healthy thing? Am I cynical thinking no. that? Because I'm seeing that I know that they're going down in San Francisco and up in Florida. Okay. I don't know where what they're doing Can't, here that's not a rubber stamp for what we hear the headlines of prices are going down because that's not the case everywhere right but, but the high high places they're starting to see them mm -hmm. go down <clears throat> yeah like you said florida's still booming we're not really seeing except in some pockets or some you know exceptions of houses of, of prices going backwards yeah we're just seeing maybe you're not able to inflate at the rate that we were seeing last year when you're bringing a house on this year yeah 
There's no, there's not much out there. You said what four hundred? I've I've literally looked Nothing. at all of them. I know every single one of them, and I keep seeing the same ones pop up over and over every single day. Yeah. I get an alert every morning of the houses for sale. Yeah, and, and, and not just here, but all across Missouri, all across parts of Illinois. There's nothing out there. What do people do? Well, that's if why you're looking you have to, to buy. Be hawking it or have your agents hawking it because it's kind of like the dating apps. It is. They're like, oh, there's nobody left in this dating pool, and then and that then sounds like that's the funniest thing you've ever <laughs> said. <laughs> That sounds like St. Louis. I know. That's what I hear all the time. And then it's like the one guy There's or the one girl gets St. divorced. Louis. And yep. they show up on that dating app. It's like, rah! And everybody's that swiping right. exactly what it is. Or left. Or is right now. So yeah, that's funny. You never know when that new blood's coming on, yeah. on the scene like on yeah. the dating apps. So you've got to be watching every single day for that new house to pop on the market. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. I also brought up last week about <clears throat> um, escalation clauses. We talked a little about, about that. And you said you'd never heard of that before. Right. Correct. Oh, yeah. So there's a little more like we just had a discussion at at uh, our office this couple of days ago, <clears throat> yesterday actually, and uh, the question is: There's in some states it's considered illegal to use escalation clause. Missouri is not a state that says it's illegal yet. I don't know mm-hmm. if they will or not. Um, but apparently, there's some parent companies of some of the real estate brokerages that are coming against the policy of using escalation clauses right here in St. Louis. Yeah. So that got me thinking yesterday, like we've already run into a situation where somebody at that company made an offer on one of our houses, one of our houses won out of escalation, and then they're mad because... Well, we don't get to use escalation clauses. We don't feel like they're they're ethical or they're Correct. legal. Yes. But now my buyers just lost the house because of it. So that well, got when me is thinking. when is legislation going to come in to be- combat that? I don't know. We need it. We need it desperately. Know. We need yeah. to. If it says it needs, there needs to be. Is are you talking about BlackRock and like those companies coming no, no, in? No, no, no. I'm talking about you want the same house. At, at, oh, it's, it has nothing to do with. Okay. No, no. You both want the same house. Let let me just explain it that again for people that hadn't heard my original explanation. If you make an offer on yeah. a house, let's say it's three hundred fifty thousand dollars, and you want the same house. And you also will pay higher for it. Yep. You're going to say she puts an offer in at 360. Yep. You put an offer in at 360, but say, but okay. I'll go ten thousand higher than the next highest offer, not to exceed blank. Yeah. So you're coming in at a lower price, but saying it's like I'll eBay. Escalate. Yeah. Yes. Right. Up to blank if there's another buyer. Now, if there's not another buyer that triggers that, then you got your 360. Or you just say, well, yeah, we had another buyer, and they go up to three. You got to show proof, which is where some of that's coming into play that they're saying is illegal because an offer that's made by a buyer typically. That buyer is is not that the terms are not supposed to be disclosed without permission from that buyer mm-hmm. in some areas. Yeah, so that's part of the legality that they're falling onto as well. If you're using her offer, if I'm using her offer to get yours up, mm-hmm. I have to show you her offer. Now we redact yeah. personal information, but you can't yeah. redact the terms. What's, what's so the key depending from a on friend? the state law? Yeah. You would be sued if that ever came out. Uh, <coughs> you know, you would be asking, sued. Yeah. I, that is the weirdest does, thing. Does it prob- does it, that's another reason, yeah. for sure, because it can be erroneous contracts. Right? Yeah. Um, but that's kind of the rub, and then that got me thinking, I don't know what the answer is, because we it is still illegal in Missouri. Mm-hmm. I mean, still legal, I'm sorry, legal in Missouri. And people are using that strategy. Well, I don't understand. Why can't, with digital out there the way it is, why can't it be? This is my asking price, three seventy. Mm-hmm. 
and you put it online, you say, it, in, in two weeks, at the stroke of midnight, we're going to have a bidding war. If it gets up to 375 because it was bidded on all that, and the last man standing wins that thing. There mm-hmm. are places in the world that actually some, sell homes that way by auction. Some yeah. places, that's yeah. not allowed either. Why? Why? That makes so much sense. <clears throat> it's transparent. You auction right. and not list the house for sale. It would have to There's be. A, have they, you do that, they do that here in Missouri. I know, I know somebody. You can, who, you can list your house for auction. Yeah, I have. I know somebody who just got into the real estate market, mm-hmm. and they're working for some company that mm-hmm. that does auctions instead right. of listing it but for see, that's sale. A specialty, yeah, yeah a it is way of doing yeah. it. It's very odd the way right. that it works. It's, yes, it's, and I'm not saying it's bad. I, I tell things. you what, it's it different. needs to be transparent for the buyers because I, is it is it time for us to go back to the lawmakers and say we have to deal with a lot of things? First of all, these conglomerates they have unlimited money that they, they can boost these prices up to. X amount more than it's actually worth, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're just going to rent it out forever. And then number two, what you're talking about, escalation, where we could actually have a bidding system, like I just said. Yeah. If you're going to say, look, I have to get 370 out of this, but yeah. if you guys want to bid on it, whoever gets well, it at the my, end. My concern with our market yeah. being legal, but yet a big group is saying we're not going to allow it because our parent company is not allowing it, right? That's not in St. Louis. So my question is, if some people are allowing it and some people aren't, yeah. how does that work for the consumer? It's like you guys don't have a set of rules. You you don't have a set of rules, do you? Because what if what if I worked for that company that said, we, we're not going to allow you to do escalation yeah. clauses. And then I'm losing out every single yep. time I write a contract for my buyer. Is that buyer being represented? Yes. No, I they're mean, not. I don't know. Should they go somewhere It's confusing. Else? It I, is. Let me ask you another question. This came up in actually last week. If you're a realtor, and your your whole job is to make money, commission, it's it's hard to it's hard you're not on an hourly. Can you be a realtor and make a commission off this concrete guy, off of the landscaping guy? Can you say, I know these guys. Sure. I'm not making phone calls for you for free. It's a ten percent commission. Maybe charge the concrete person. Can you get in that business and say, I'm making my, my, my mm-hmm. commission off the house, but I also have all these other services because of the relationships that I Like own. a kickback oh, for recommended. A kickback. A kickback. Say, I, I'll, I'll tell you what. Can you, yes, disclosure. Ethical. It also depends <laughs> which industry. Yeah. If it, What's that mean? Which for instance, industry? if it's the mortgage business. Mortgage so, business. That's, that's one of the things that we're doing right now is we're building a model to where the everyday real estate agent can participate in the mortgage money, if they get licensed. How about that? Right? And if because, if, and if you get licensed. Because here's the and deal. It's <laughs> and it's disclosed. So because here's the deal. services have to be. What a great idea. Those are regulated. What a great idea. The whole industry is changing. The agent brings the deal yes. to yes. the mortgage person, brings the deal to the appraiser, brings the yes. deal to the landscaper, brings the deal yes. to the concrete guy, brings the deal to the insurance person. Yes. Do they get anything for for taking this deal, producing it, and then presenting it to all these other services? No, you know who gets it? The broker. The broker. So realtors all over America who are watching are standing up clapping if they go put the work in. (laughs) But this is perfect for millennials and Gen Zers who are all about affiliate marketing right now. Affiliate services. Right? Affiliate services. And now I have a data list of this is the money I'm making off the house's sale. Right. But look at all the, I'm going to open their pool. I'm going to put new electric in there. It's a very slippery slope. It is a slippery slope. (laughs) Tabitha is always negative. Don't listen to her. That's not being negative. She's right. slope when you start. Dealing with a lot of those things now, I do believe 
mortgage and title and things like that, it's easier, it's better a lot of times when you're dealing with someone ethical. And that's, yeah. the, that's mm-hmm. the question. Yeah. That is the big question. Because not everyone is as scrupulous <clears throat> right. as you guys are. Right. You have a lot of people out there who are not yes. ethical. And it's a very slippery slope because yes. you don't know who you can trust. Right. right. You know, and on the agent side of it, you're opening yourself up for a lot more scrutiny and ruining the relationship because I've seen it. I've but, seen it for years. You refer an inspector. I'm not referring to you an inspector because he's I'm not so going to find well, wait a minute. When you're done with this, I have to ask okay. you a question about I'm gonna Tabitha, I'm gonna you an inspector. And then I have one question. Wait. Hang on. I'm Eric, you're done. you an no, inspector. I'm <laughs> but I'm going to help you I'm out. Kidding. I'm going to help you I've out. Because I've worked with these different companies in yeah. the past, and they've done good work. And their reports are easy to understand. Yeah. Maybe they're not the red flags guy that's like, oh my God, you know, yeah. freaking people out over nothing. That's that's something, that's yeah. a good thing, that's not a bad thing. But I'm not telling you, I like X, Y, and Z inspector because he's not going to find stuff, which is what people want to assume. Oh, right. they sent me this inspector because to it's going to be easy. Yeah. You know, you that's not it. But all day long, as soon as something goes wrong, Guess who's on the right. chopping block? <laughs> exactly. You exactly. referred me that inspector, and yeah. he missed that there was a hole in the shingle. Yeah. yeah. My, we oh, just. That was me one know? time, Kathy. Me too. I was <laughs> that. Too. I was that disgruntled I'm, home I'm buyer. I'm sorry. We were, I, feel, I was this person. I feel yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> the second house I bought. It's, I it's true, but it's yeah. not the agent where they're going. Don't put that hole in the shingle down on the report. Yeah. It's really, yeah. Not this literally nice. happened to me yesterday. As you know, my family's trying to buy houses, not here, but out in the country, far out in yeah. southern Missouri. And one of the houses that we found, because we've just had nothing but mishaps. Look, yes. There's just everything going on. I wrong. know. You, you give me everything. a story every week. It, every week. Tabitha <laughs> the drama has. It is. It's a different house every week because something doesn't work out. And so this particular house, the real estate agent uh, out in this area in the country referred the inspector. Mm-hmm. And But what was weird is they said, well... You can't be there when the inspector is there. You can only get there at the end when they're that's done. Weird. That's that not true. And we thought, well, that's really strange. And so, <laughs> that's not true. exactly. So my mom, who's looking for this house, went mm-hmm. out anyway. And what's crazy that's is the inspection was really bad. It's like everything mm-hmm. was wrong with this house. <laughs> yes. And we're like, okay, well, why didn't why didn't the agent just say ahead of time? These are the problems with the house. Why do you have mm-hmm. to get an inspector mm-hmm. to find out that these are the problems when they already knew? Is there some type of yes, disclosure, disclosure about that? Loss. Yes, for sure. And so when you buy the house, you ask for a seller's disclosure. Does a, does a seller have to fill out the actual Missouri form? Mm. No, they don't have to. But there's still disclosure <clears throat> laws in Missouri that if you are aware of some material defect to a house, you are supposed to, you have the the um, obligation to disclose. Now you can say, maybe I don't know, I don't, I'm not gonna climb up on my roof and yeah. see it has a hole in the shingle. Yeah. So the fact that I didn't disclose that is not on mm-hmm. me as the seller because I don't have actual knowledge of yeah. a material defect. Yeah. So <clears throat> it depends. It's not but, about that, it's just looking at, because. But if somebody should Well, it costs you money, that's the problem. It does. That's when you get into, hey, we spent all this money on an appraisal, inspections, all this stuff, and then you should have known by the bucket in your living room and yeah. the stains all over the yeah. floor that you threw a carpet over that your roof was leaking. Yeah, yeah because it, it, it does. It, co- it costs money to keep having inspections Correct. and appraisals when an and agent can make knew a ahead of time. Yeah, but see, that's why we need a we need a, a, a home buyer's bill of rights. 
man. Home buyer bill of rights. Give me a, give me a legislator <laughs> yeah. on the phone right now. I'm going to talk. We're talking to with Kathy Helbig Strick, Steve Strick, Kathy Helbig. Give me Parson right now. We're going to make Kathy to be moved. Yes, we're going to make them uh, legislatures. Yeah. Hey, Kathy. Um, <laughs> From our chat line in yeah. Michigan, what's the best way to find a real estate agent? We have some. Uh, in Michigan? In Michigan. Actually, I know a bunch of people in you Michigan, do? so I can refer you to some of so the Robert, out. Uh, Robert people. I'll get Robert. the Robert, yeah. I'll hook you two yeah. up, hit, uh, hit up uh, after the show. Several for you to pick Hey, up. we don't have a lot more time left, but I had to. Did you guys hear about celebrities selling their mansions in Los Angeles because of a new tax? Oh. See, now I look at Steve and Kathy, Uh-oh. and I think you guys should have your own show. Like, I see. <laughs> no question. I see real estate people doing shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All at Bravo, whatever. I could see you guys doing this. Here's, okay, like you would be selling Jim Carrey's house. Mm. <laughs> Jim Carrey, Britney Spears, Mark Wahlberg, all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jenner. Um, Hi, um, yeah. One of them. Britney Spears needs to sell her house. I'm sorry. I'm trying to look at that. Same, I think she did. Look at that same foyer that she dances in. Well, there. they've <laughs> all been. I think she yeah, did sell it. Kylie okay. Jenner. They've all put their properties on the market now. They're trying to sell all of their homes in California because they have a new tax that's coming down. Mm-hmm. Check this out. It blew my mind. I saw this yesterday. What happens? It's called the Measure ULA tax. It's going to require sellers of properties of more than five million dollars to pay a four percent transfer tax. Ouch. Mm. And they're like. Oh. Hell no. Then, on sales of $10 million or more, paying a 5.5% tax, which all funds raise going towards public housing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, what? Not cool. The city's <laughs> aiming to raise a billion dollars from the sales in an effort to tackle homelessness. Well, you're saying California's raising their taxes again? Again. It's unbelievable. Celebrities can't afford the taxes. Celebrities are even getting out of taxes. L.A. now. Yeah. It's called communism. Mesh, you could go yeah. buy a house. Wow. <laughs> Dr. Mesh Bagway joining us in just a little bit as well. I mean... It's communism. When you take money from one person to fund it to a different, a lower class of people, that's actually what communism is. Damn, it is. That's, that's Tabitha Hassel, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Good job. That's what, that's what a lot of these tax programs are about. They're about taking money from you that works yeah. and giving it to you over, somewhere over there that yeah. does not work. That's exactly what communism is about. Hmm. You know they're they're giving five million dollars to uh, the people, good people of San Francisco for reparations. So maybe they need it for that as well. Here in San they got to come up with a lot of money in California. Eric, one of the board members, they got to come up with a lot of money. <laughs> one of the board members who voted yes on it said, "I really don't have any idea how we're going to." Well, you just told them you're going to basically sell <laughs> Drew Carey's house and get some money. That's how you're going to do it. I so. Like it. Hey, anything else you guys want to jump in today before we get out of here from the mortgage yeah, standpoint, from the real estate standpoint? Oh, rates went down a little bit. Wait a minute. Talk about that. That's a, and they go down. I was just going to say they went up. Hold on. Kathy, Steve's, Hold on. Steve's like, uh, I don't know if I want to go there. I know. Now we're going to get all these comments. Rates went down. They're still floating around 7%. That's that's too high. It's, it's, it's high. too high. It's, high. it's like but cholesterol. Everybody's thinking because <laughs> the Fed raised. But we can control our cholesterol. That it affected yeah. the mortgage rates too, but they went up, down, up, down, up, down. So it's not exact. I always wondered this. Why can't you guys just say, you know what? I don't care what the national average is. We're 3%. That we're going to take our, that's where we're going to live. And that's because our money is sold on the back end. Mm-hmm. It all has to go hand in hand. Now, there are programs. I don't understand it at all. It, but there are at all. ways that you time. can buy down. Eric, even I get that. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand the, the goofiness we'll of the Fed that. and all that yeah. stuff. We'll talk about that because yeah, most people that. don't. And goofiness yeah. is the right word. But you know what? People can still buy houses. My family, yes. we're still buying a house. Yep. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to take your advice. Yes. And six months, later. eight months, nine months down the road, refinance right. it. Yeah, yeah. Their, their company's doing what? Rate free? 
Yeah, for five years. For five years. Mm -hmm. So, so I, how does that, I know I got too many questions. Um, Eric, you get one more question. So, all right, let's say I go in at seven. I, I have the, my dream house, and it's a house that I, I really can't afford, right? Let's say I want to pay $2,700 a month for it, but it ends up being $3,900 a month. And I, and I take your advice. Mm -hmm. How... How long do I have until I can do that? Re well, let's say the, the the rates just go down in two weeks. Can I refinance at that two-week level? How does that work? And then do I have to go through all the submitting of paperwork again? You know, or it depends if you change lenders or if you use the same lender. And then certain documents are time-sensitive. So, I mean, some documents are good for 90 days or okay. 20 days. So you but it have, never happens in 90 days, right? Those. Uh, there's also things called early payoff period to where, you know, a lender sells their servicing rights to another lender um, to service the loan, and then they'll have to pay back the commission. So they want you to keep the loan for six months. Um, if you service your own you know, your own loans yeah. and your own mortgages, you have some flexibility on that. But yeah. um, per the consumer, you can refinance yeah, immediately. Okay. I love having you two on together. Yes. This is cool. If you guys can make this happen more again. often, Eric, you missed our whole gun talk too. Well, we no, talk I guns, love. We talk tragedy. Yeah, you I, guys kind of offered yeah. all. We're yeah. and thanks for being honest and yeah. being who you guys are and being real. And I, thanks for giving us I, a platform to do that. Yeah, I, I th I'm just thinking out loud. I think oh. you need to start a show called Selling LA, and I think that would <laughs> be fabulous. Lower Arnold, I think the right one. <laughs> yeah, Lower Arnold. I thought I saw that. <laughs> Yeah, here's a fifty thousand dollar home you can own right now. There's nothing wrong with, with that. A place. Beautiful oh, suburb yes, in St. Louis. I'm sure it is. Like, it is. Eric no, it is. a lot of new properties. Who doesn't want to buy a cheap house? Let's go. I'll go right oh now. Oh my God, Kathy Helbig Strict. Expect to move. Kathy Helbig Experience Real Estate Partners. Three one four two seven six sold. Three one four two seven six sold. And Steve, if you could remind everybody of the company you're working for now and exactly what you're doing and how they can contact you since we don't have the info on the screen. Sure. I am a vice president of New American Funding. And um, if you need my contact information, just put it in the chat and we'll get it to you. How about that? Bingo. Love it. That easy. Guys, Kathy and Steve, we appreciate you joining Thank us you. today. Thank you. Have an awesome Wednesday. We love to have those That's chats. Awesome. I know, man. It is good with them. I love I, could, I know you could. I got to throttle back. I really do. Well, Eric, the studio's <laughs> open on certain days. You just need... Next Wednesday. You, you can start your real estate show and I think you'd be kick-ass. I, I wouldn't do crap. It would just be Eric I, maybe I'd be the EP. Over and over and right. over. No. Two wonderful people that can ask. ask <laughs> hey, uh, it's cancel this. Cancel this show.com. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We got a lot to cover. We also got Dr. Mesh Bagwe in studio again. We're going to talk with him in just a bit. It's cancel this show.com. Back with more right after these commercials. Hey guys, welcome back in to Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. Happy Wednesday, March 29th, rocking and rolling. So much we've been talking to today. You know what we do here. We talk serious, we talk direct. We cover all your serious stories. We cover everything that's lighthearted. Uh, just had a, a terrific segment with Kathy and Steve Strict. Uh, Kathy Helbig Strict, of course. We talked realty. We talked, uh, heck, they even branched off talking about being parents when we deal with these tragedies um, You know that happen with gun violence. And... Uh, the president, uh, you name it, we talk about it, and we still got some interesting things to come. Friday's show, our free-for-all Paranormal Friday, a bunch of AI, artificial intelligence, and go figure. We've been planning this show for two weeks, and what's the big news today? 
Elon Musk asking artificial intelligence labs halt for six months. It's going too fast. Whatever the hell that exponential. Means. You thought Whoa. it was going to be at this point at one. It, you thought it was going to be here at, at this point in, in AI's history. It's here. It's exponentially getting bigger it's, and bigger. I can't wait till we talk about it on Friday. That, coming up, we'll talk about that on Friday. Also, we have a good friend of the show, Dr. Mahesh Bagwe, live and in person. Yeah, we, see you guys. We see your ads all the time, and I get excited when I see you. I mean, you, we were just talking about some. You know, a lot of important people. Oh, I don't know about that. Maybe you that do, just means I'm you old. You know Vic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that means I'm old and I'm living in the same city for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always call you, you're, you're the doctor to local families. I mean, you if you have an orthopedic issue, if your parents, your kids, you go to Dr. Mahesh Bagway, just like I did with my daughter. Remind everybody who you are, what you do, and yeah. um, why you're here in St. Louis of all the places that you could be. So uh, I'm an orthopedic surgeon here in St. Louis, and... Uh, I ended up here because my mother and father came to St. Louis because they had both found jobs and training to become doctors uh, at Wash U. So my dad was a cardiologist. My mom was an OB and they were doctors here for 30, 40 years. So I still get patients who come in and they say, are you related? And like, oh my gosh, you, your mom delivered me or wow. my dad saw your dad. Are there a lot of bagways around the St. Louis area? I'm the only one. Okay. <laughs> so I'm the only one. And my parents, my mom was here out in West County in St. Louis. My dad was in St. Charles, St. Peter's for a long, long time. So I actually grew up never thinking I'd become a doctor. I had no idea it was going to go that way. I was at Wash U uh, playing football, actually, and my grades were, were good, but I'm like, wow, what am I going to do? And yeah. I, then I thought, okay, maybe I'll try this pre-med thing and go medicine, and then uh, uh, it actually, I don't know how to explain it, but when you're doing what you're supposed to do, it kind of came easy. Yeah. Where everybody was miserable, like staying up all night studying, I'm like, well, this stuff's pretty interesting. I, it's not doesn't seem too too bad at all and so actually did really well at the end you know medical school st louis university uh residency in, up in chicago and then i came back to st louis to, to hang out with the family and so it's been what 20 20 years in practice now here in st louis how can people find you and what can you help them with people or kids yeah it's uh, well you can go to drbogway.com or drmaheshbogway.com i believe they both go uh, to find my office and here in chesterfield and i see patients in cape Girardeau. Um, uh, I was at a, you know, in a different location in South County. And so now I'm, now I'm in Chesterfield. We have a new surgery center in Creve Core. So kind of the whole St. Louis region. Uh, there, we we kind of sometimes have satellite offices or between our surgery center. So if people want to see us, drbiography.com. And usually I get everybody within everybody in within a couple days. Oh, dang. Especially with, well, spring season's here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming, and what kind of, things do you see? What kind of things do you have? I mean, are you getting ankles? Yeah. So right now, the biggest thing you're seeing is, uh, you know, the young man comes in with his parents, is limping a little bit. Uh, he turned into practice last week. We saw the trainer. He's still limping. Went to the urgent care. They said nothing's broken. He's got a game tomorrow. Can he play? And, it's like, and, and, and you know, the parents always want... That sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is something you would do. Uh, everybody wants to know, can they come right in? Well, couple things you got to assess. You got to assess the the bones. So I make sure the x-rays I see myself. Uh, Don't just go off x-ray reports. Uh, Same thing with MRIs. You got to see them all yourself. Uh, Go over the the images. uh, Make sure I agree there's no bony injuries. Examine. And then you could usually tell pretty quick, is this something that's worrisome or is this a real mild sprain and it's going to be gone in a couple days? And I try to give a, a, a rough estimate of, hey, this is probably take a week or two, maybe two, three weeks, or, hey, you need to go into a cast, you're done, Yeah, depending on what it is. Yeah, And then sometimes the, you know, the parents are trying to 
push you. Hey, well, are you sure we can't do something in two weeks? And and I'm like, well, you know, are there college scouts here? This is senior year, and your future depends on it, or is this you know eighth grade, eighth grade? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, championship. So so <laughs> there's kind of a big difference. Um, so sometimes you have to have the talk with the parents and explain to them that this is. As soon as you have to ask the, the the kid, well, do you really feel like playing? And they're like, no. Well, well, then we're not going back. We're not going to push this. So it's it's a feel thing. It's also obviously if there's a medical actual injury or issue that's just going to keep them out, then they're out. Yeah. So I we get a lot wait. of sprained ankles. That's the big one I've seen right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, sprained ankles, foot sprains, occasional knee sprains, uh, or basketball players coming down on their knees too. So I do. Forty ah. percent knees, sixty percent ankles. I'll tell you what, this is a fifty-year-old guy right here that has <laughs> a. Uh, I wish I would have known you thirty-five years ago in last two, two at years Francis ago. High School because I had a uh, separation of the shoulder, mm-hmm. and it was the thing where the trainers back then said, "Ice, put some ice on it, you'll be fine." Man, that is still bugging me today. It's it's bugging me right now. It it's. Do you see a lot of the separations of shoulders or whatever else can separate? You have to deal with that, don't you? I mean, otherwise, this happens. I mean, you can go through your younger years and kind of be okay with it. But as you get older, you always hear about these sports injuries from the 80s. And now these guys can barely walk around. How do you deal with that? So there's definitely injuries that I have a talk with people. And I say, okay, we can address this now. We can also leave it alone. And it's possible 10, 20 years from now, it's a problem. Yeah. And when you're talking with an adult, that's just an adult discussion. Hey, yeah. this is, we could leave it or we could do something. And this is what might happen. And I said, don't be upset with me in 30 years. And you're wondering why your, yeah. your knee and your ankle is bothering you mm-hmm. because you decided you didn't want to have your ACL repaired or you didn't want to have yeah. this tendon rebuilt. But uh, it's also possible that with people have injuries, just because you injured something and the MRI shows you have something, it could also go away and not bother you for yeah. 10 years. Mm-hmm. So in your case, did it feel good for 10, 15, 20 years? It didn't bug me like it does now, not obviously. But it's not just me. It's like a lot of these athletes, college athletes, semi-pro, pro, they, they basically become crippled yep, after, after, the, after, the, after time. And you need, is there any protocol was like, sorry, dude, you're going to have to do this right now so that you're not screwed up in 35 years? Is there anything that you... No, it depends on the injury. So some, some injuries we know, just it's very obvious. If you don't fix this, Within a year or two, you're going downhill. It's yeah. just not going to work. Yeah. So, for instance, an ankle that's out of, that's coming out of socket, and it's clearly I, I, I called it the cross the room <laughs> cross the room test. If, if I just I, had Joe Theismann flashbacks oh. just by hearing that. But go ahead, sorry. If I see the X-ray across yeah. the room and I can already see that everything's not lined up, that probably needs surgery. Yeah. Like it's just the the, the eyeball test. Like okay, that doesn't look up. But then you get up close and you do <laughs> yeah. measurements on the computer. But at this point, when I look across and I'm just walking to the monitor and I see this, the picture, mm-hmm. if I could tell something's out of place, well, that, that's got to be fixed. You just can't leave a crook. Mm. Yeah. Now, AC joints are different. Your body weight doesn't go through that joint. Yeah. It's a stabilizer. Yeah. It's not like you're walking on it like a knee or an ankle. Correct. You're walking on it. So with with your, with your a shoulder separation, that's called the chromoclavicular joint. If it's slightly out of place, you, you, left, you used to leave it all the time. Yeah. Now, they're a little more aggressive. If it's out of place, they rebuild it. They rebuild the ligaments. Uh, there are things to do for it now. If you sh- see a shoulder person, they probably trim off the spurs and resect out the parts of the bone that are rubbing. Yeah. So they don't rub anymore. Yeah. They'll probably get rid of most of your pain. Really? There you yep. go, Eric. Will, will, you, will, you, will, you, keep, will you keep strength? Will the strength? Because one thing, when if you know anything about shoulder separation, it depends. Vic, huh? It depends if you keep strength. 
Well, no. Yeah, so that's why the part of the procedure is you leave the ligaments alone, mm -hmm. but you just remove the parts of the bone that are rubbing into each other at the okay. joint. So if you leave the ligaments holding everything, so if, even if the ligaments come loose, the, sh the AC joint's a stabilizer of the shoulder. Yeah. So yes, it could give you some weakness in certain directions if they move, remove the ligaments. Usually you don't have to do that. Okay. You just trim off the areas that are rubbing and irritated. Gotcha. All right, we're talking with Dr. Mahesh Bagwe. I'll just call you the St. Louis orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> now, Dr. Bagwe, do you see patients that have had treatments or surgeries from other doctors? Oh, boy. There yes, they do. Actually, that, that's a lot of what I do. I get people who've had multiple surgeries or surgeries in years past, and they've been told, hey, there's nothing else to do. Um, and I'm not sure if there, there's other docs who maybe don't haven't seen as much as I have or are nervous to do a surgery on somebody that, that doesn't have a guaranteed good outcome. So, for instance, somebody's old injury, it didn't go well. They've seen three other doctors who said, ah, you really, there's not much else to do. And I take a look and I said, well, yeah, you can try this. I'm telling you it might be 50-50, but if you're miserable the way you are, I'm not trying to look good. I'll, I'll take that chance if you understand that this is the odds of this really working. Oh. Okay. And so a lot of docs are afraid to do that because they don't want to have that person who didn't do well. Mm -hmm. But to me, if, if I explain to them, hey, I'll try this, it's totally up to you. Yeah. That, you know, I, I could rebuild this tendon with an art, with a, with an allograft tendon in your ankle or, or redo this ligament repair. Uh, but you've had four of them. And right now, nothing's working, but I'll try it. You just got to know that this is the chances. And they'd rather this is great hear, information. It is. They'd rather hear yeah. that than there's nothing to do. There's just nothing to do. Yeah, but on, so on the converse of that, you, when you're sitting there with two options, one's surgical and maybe you say one's not surgical, mm -hmm. on the converse of that, if you're that patient sitting there, you don't you want the doctor to go, I know you probably want to make a decision, but let me give you a 90% you want to do this, 10% you don't want to do this. You, don't, you want the doctor, and I was just in a, a room the other day with a doctor who just did not want to give you any advice. He's like, I went to school, and literally this is what he said. This is a surgeon, by the way. He said, I went to school to take care of this problem. I didn't go to school to give advice. He oh. said that. That's crazy. That's a little different. It is crazy. That is the. It's almost like... Patients want a customer service kind of an experience. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I know how, people are happy with Dr. Begway because I was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you get. Well, I'm coming. Hey, you got to be direct and honest with yeah. people. Yeah. You've got to be. I mean, technology's advancing and you've got to be smart. You've got to be up to date with everything that's happening. And you just got to be so honest what, and direct with people. What's the timeline? Let's use me as an example because sure. I'll probably be there today about noon. Um, <laughs> if I, if you go, yeah. You could get you in within a couple days. If you're, yeah, it's if, everybody. If your shoulder or your your knee or whatever it is is so jacked up and you're in pain and you're like yeah this is typical let's get you in what is the timeline from uh, let's just use a soldier a uh, shoulder uh timeline from you saying you need something done you schedule the surgery and then you're you're back to at least par so let, let's go with the knee just because i have more experience there. okay so let's say you come in uh, and you and you tell me yeah two three weeks ago i was messing around with my kids mm -hmm. in the backyard and I twisted it swollen i had trouble walking yeah so first I'd get an x-ray yeah. Everybody gets an x-ray and people wonder why you get an x-ray. I, I think I tore my ACL. Well, because the x-ray, you can see the obvious bony injuries and yep. you can see, you, you had to rule out the, the strange things. Like maybe you didn't know about it and you had a deformity in your tibia your whole life or a cyst and mm -hmm. it finally cracked. Okay. I mean, there's just, there's stuff that you need to know, rule out the obvious stuff. Or when you twisted your knee, it actually pulled off a piece of bone. So I could tell without an MRI that you pulled off a big chunk of bone where the ACL, ACL attaches. Mm -hmm. So we'll get a basic x-ray examine it and then usually if there's something we think that's soft tissue like ligament tendon 
rotator cuff. Yeah. And you get an MRI. Yeah. Okay. Uh, MRIs, there's kind of an MRI place every every strip mall, it seems like these days. Right. But there are a little bit of different quality in MRIs. Uh, I say spine doctors are very specific for the quality, but you know, get an MRI. And then after an MRI, go over the results. Probably schedule surgery within a couple weeks. Okay. It's not an emergency usually for, for things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but usually within a couple of weeks to make sure the insurance is taken care of, yep. the things you need at home, the things you need to get around, yep. uh, plan the surgery and the location and the, what surgery center and things like that. Gotcha. Eric, that's a great question. I love the information too. Talking with Dr. Mahesh Bagway. I'm curious, we brought you in, remember we were kind of joking about, about AI, yes, artificial intelligence. I don't know how much you're familiar with this in your industry. Is this, or can you foresee it changing, helping, becoming a part of surgery, becoming a part of what you do? Yes. So it's kind of interesting you asked. So right now already they have robotic surgery. They've done that for a long time. So for instance, in urology and general surgery, they'll use robotic assist surgery where the surgeon is literally using remote controls and it's a small part of the robot that's inside doing the surgery. So that's very common actually in urology. So for instance, like take a prostate out or even taking a kidney out. So they're already doing assisted, that would be robotic assisted surgery. Now AI, there's a... There's depth. There's companies out there right now. One of them's Caliber with a K, mm-hmm. that uses the data you're seeing on the screen during a scope, and it actually interprets what you're looking at, and it can figure out that's the condyle, that's the meniscus, and then it'll put measurements on it on the screen. So it'll show it to you in surgery, and as you're doing your procedure, you'll be able to tell like what implants, what devices will fit in what place. Damn. So that's considered AI-assisted technology. So that's things that's happening now. Damn. That's and really so, wild. But now I have to self-disclaimer. I actually am an investor in, in uh, Caliber, <laughs> but that was years ago, and they're, they're coming along. So is it in the operating room yet? No, it's one of these technologies that we're hoping will assist you. So when you're doing, especially on the scope, because when you're doing a scope, you're basically looking at a screen, and a camera is inside showing you things. So it's nice to me maybe to have an idea of, well, how many millimeters is between that point and that point? Because you can't get a ruler out. So we actually, in the surgery, it sounds real old fashioned. Every time you do a surgery and we mark the, we have a pen to mark your incision, there's a little paper ruler. And we actually still use it. That's probably been that way for 50 years or 100 years because you still have to measure. Well, yeah. you get out the paper ruler, you're like, well, that screw's probably going to be about six millimeters long or it's about this much between this point and this point. So it'd be nice on the screen to be able to have a, a, a calculated way to get these measurements. Yeah. Um, and even for it to label all the parts so that if you show a family, a person after surgery, hey, so this was your rotator cuff, here's where all the, the tear was, the labrum, the glenoid, all the different anatomy, and it'll mark it all for you. So I wouldn't say it's AI doing the surgery, it's the computer helping recognize what, what's on the screen and marking it or measuring it. Makes it better so, for your patients. Yes, the measuring is what, what's interesting. It's because you might have, so medical device, it's a, it's, a, it's a whole separate discussion to have, but the instruments are very specific. You know, One company might have a device that can repair a tear that's three millimeters wide. Another company makes it to five millimeters wide for a certain type of tear. So to be able to measure that on a screen where you can't put a ruler on it, that will be, that's what we call AI-assisted surgery. I love that. Fascinating. It'll never take the place of being able to come into your office and see you. You know, so many people are talking about, well, AI replacing doctor visits, doctor appointments. You know, people talking about, well, we're going to do a video call instead of having someone to come into the office. AI will do a lot of things, but it will never, ever be the equivalent of coming into your office and actually seeing you in person. So I would even go one step further. So to me in surgery, one of the lessons I learned in residency 
uh, and it was a, a the, our chairman was as a was a pediatric orthopedic surgeon, and uh, he used to drill into us all the time. If you're going to see a patient, you have to put your hands on the patient. That's right. You, you don't really know, and you haven't really examined or done a real physician visit till you put your hands on that body part. And I still have patients tell me, you know, I've seen through other doctors, nobody ever touched my leg. Wow. He just looked at the film and just looked at you. If you can't put your hands on and get a feeling of, is it warm? Is it hot? Yeah. Is there a crack, a pop, a crunch? Until you put your hands on it and get a real feeling for it, it's, it's not a doctor visit. DrBagway.com. DrBagway.com. If you or anybody you know needs any sort of help when it comes to the knees, the ankles, if, if you're wondering anything, don't hesitate contact drbagway.com. You can already hear him right now how intelligent he is. Tons of experience. I've been there. My daughter was happy. I know other families who go there. Uh, he gets you in in just a couple minutes. Man, we appreciate... One of these days when you come in... I pr- Eric, can you assemble some drums in here? This man... Doc, Doc is a very good drum player as no, well. No, guitar. Guitar. No, I mean, guitar. I, that's right. You jump. Guitar. Well, I can definitely handle guitar. What? <laughs> oh. Lil Hendrix, maybe? No? Has done, I've done that, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got a I guitar player here. Scotty, Eric has an Scotty. entire collection he can bring in. We got to open this up. Yeah, we'll do. We'll definitely have a uh, the uh, cancel this jam session for sure. And before, open be, mic, and he can be go, a dancer. Sure. He could be a boy band guy over here. Before you go, someone on the comment <laughs> line wants to know if you also deal with spines. Uh, no, I don't do spine. And but, can they call your office for a recommendation? Is their second question. Yes, definitely. I mean, one of the good things is because I've been around St. Louis for so many years. I have my couple people who I would trust to do surgery on me or refer friends and family to. So uh, if patients come see us, a lot of times they'll, they'll be in the room and the parent or the sibling will be like, hey, I also have a hip problem or I have a shoulder problem. Who do I see? And I call over there and make sure they could get in right away. Excellent. Okay? So I don't do spine, but dealing with legs, sometimes people will come in and say, well, my foot's not working. And really, you, you look at them and their, their foot's weak and you examine the distribution of where the weakness is and you're like, I could tell real quick, this is an L4 nerve root from the lumbar spine. You need to see a back doc. That's why your foot's not working. People are like, well, how does that work? I'm like, well, your spinal cord is what controls all your muscles. So if your, sp- if your spine's not working quite right, or your spinal cord's compressed, you're going to have a foot drop or foot weakness or even foot, foot or knee pain. So I do end up seeing things and figure out that it's a back problem and then send it over to the back docs. Excellent. You probably have some really good recommendations in that case. Yes. And if you ever want to talk politics, you're welcome as well, okay? Uh, I need to read up a little bit. I have to ask Vic, how many orthopedic surgeons have you have worked on you in your lifetime? I don't know if that's a good question. Or or Um, estheticians. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) damn, Tab! Damn. Which which one's more? Which which one's done more procedures? Um, Later in life, more estheticians. (laughs) Earlier in life, more orthopedics. Let's say one, two, three, four, probably five. Okay, five different orthopedic surgeons. Okay. But fortunately, I haven't had to come to you yet. But if there are people that need to come see you, that's it might sure. happen soon. I, oh I my said god, that was funny. That was kicking awesome. him in the knees. Doctor Mesh Bagway, thanks for coming in today, my no friend. Problem. We appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me once again. The Doctor Bagway, B A G W E, DoctorBagway.com, DoctorBagway.com. If you know of anybody who needs any help, any questions, just like we do with real estate, give them a call. Um, and by the way, as knowledge we are, you're just a cool dude. Oh, a great, you. great dude. Uh, you support St. Louis. You're out all the time. You support more charities than anybody I know. You, your family, um, you're all about St. Louis. People's like, oh, I support my area. I, I support local businesses. Um, I don't think there's anybody who does more than you and your wife 
in the St. Louis area. So thanks for supporting the yeah. area. Thanks, guys. All right. I, I, his his motto way. should be, when an ice pack won't fix it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. See you, buddy. See you, Doc. Uh, Dr. Mahesh Bagway, great to have him in. Uh, I try to fix everything with ice, by the way. If I have a headache, ice. If I have a backache, ice. If I have a shoulder Thanks, ache, Brooke. ice. It's unbelievable. Bye, guys. Uh, it, you know what? It's just like with electronics. What are, they, what are you told to do? The best engineers will tell you to do what if you have a problem with it? With cool it down. No, cool. turn it on, turn it off. That's right. <laughs> I was like, yeah. come on. It's got to be more serious yeah. than that, Vic. Turn it off and turn it so, off. It solves almost all problems. You know, did you see how many amazing comments we had on the comment line? It's such a fascinating topic. We couldn't even get Well, you know what's fascinating is when you guys were talking about the AI thing. I, is he gone? I, <laughs> I think... <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what, with the way AI is going right now, I think there is a day. Look at me, Tab. That it will replace look you, at, I agree. Well, look at me, that Tab. That day might be Look at me, soon. Tab. <laughs> it's like the, you had the robotic surgery. Remember when you had the robotic surgery from, you could have a surgeon in Japan operating on some guy in Los Angeles, remember that? Yeah. Well, they still do it, I'm sure. Well, imagine this. You basically go into a doctor's office that has no doctor in it. You put in your symptoms. You say... My knee is popping in and out of socket. It then goes and runs its algorithm. It says lay in this little contraption in this box or whatever. It does an MRI, just like you said. You don't think that AI has the ability to maybe bring a few scalpels out and do the actual surgery itself? Well, of course. I mean, there there is not. No, 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 no. Not are just you well, robots, of course. Are you talking about AI? I'm talking about or AI replacing, behind the robots. I, AI, I'm talking about the tactical work of a AI physician. I can't see that ever happen. And, and the reason why is I disagree, Vic. The reason, uh, out over here, I man. I, but anything's I, I, possible. It is the reason why, though, is think about this. It, when you're <clears> doing surgery, there's so many things that can happen, and and you know you can. Everybody's tissue is different. Your muscles are in different places. Your ligaments are in different places. Not everybody is made the same. So you wouldn't be able to program it to just go in and do a cookie cutter surgery. But you're, maybe you're about to have AI. Maybe they have a sensor that they can locate. You're about tissues. to have AI truck drivers. That is true. They're already out there. There are AI ride in Las Vegas. There are AI rideshare programs. You're about but, to have AI hamburger makers at McDonald's. But there's a difference between <laughs> automation and AI. AI is artificial intelligence. It's not necessarily you can hook robots. a motor up to anything. The motor can can be controlled by either a human or a artificial human. Well, what's going to happen when AI takes over the publishing of books, takes over the curriculum? It already is. For schools, takes over is. all of the news that you read, and it takes over all of the political speeches. Think about what AI it's going pilots. to be in the future. Just, just sometimes you got to just hear it. AI pilots. It, it it could happen just like drunk. AI just news like anchors. It's already there. Son of a blank. We were <laughs> talking about there. this back in two thousand. We were going. You know, there's going to come a day when you won't even have to hire an anchor. You just basically create them in a model, and they come out. And they, well, that's already that. That's so close to being real already. When and you see those photos of the, the people that don't even exist, when we have deep fakes, yep. you don't need. We 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 should do that someday, Eric. Yeah. When you're not here, we'll put like a hologram of you okay. and we'll use AI. To we'll talk try. We're going to talk more about it on Friday. That's for <laughs> sure. Um, big time stuff. Well, you know what is that. funny? You got oh. you got Wednesday going on right now. And two days before your big AI show, you have yes. the cat, the, the mind of the planet basically saying, shut it down.
yep. hit that emergency button. The lights are spinning in the in the. It's, I, you know what it reminds me of? It's like you're in a warehouse, and all of a sudden the do, the lights go out, and all the emergency lights start going on. And that could happen. And there's a and there's no, an emergency because it, because AI is going to control your power and your water, all of your utilities. At some point, it could develop something that says, hey, we're just going to shut it all down. Or, you know, or what if somebody, the wrong person's programming? Speaking of shutting it down, and we'll be talking about that on Friday more, um, what's, it's, we have to get into it. a couple news headlines. The grand jury, that whole Trump thing, yeah, it hasn't been deleted yet. They're not meeting anymore this week. They called it off yet again. Is this still more theater? Are they going to come back and well, you know more taxpayer you know, money? What, is what the hell? What the hell? And I know it's a it's a hard transition, but out of time. What the hell's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. Bragg up there in New York knows that if he he can't address it, so he's going to delay this thing. It's kind of like that thing. It's this short attention span theater with the public. It's like if I if I push this off two more weeks, once I dismiss the case, once I say I'm out, then the public will be like I'm over it. And they won't even care anymore. They, but the, but when it's raw like this, they can't do that because it becomes a, too political. It's just a big shiny distraction, yeah. uh, compared to what's really going on in the world. And there is so much going on. Just just now, as Dr. Bagwe was in the office, I had a headline that said China has threatened the United States that if we have a, you know a, a delegate meet in Taiwan, you know what they're going to do to us. There there's so much going on in the world right now that this deal with Trump potentially getting arrested is just a little tiny drop in the bucket. You know, it back in nothing. 1950, when we, when we were men, when our military was masculine and not emasculated, I would have said, the, the, we would have sent a, a team of, of John Waynes over there. But here's what I'm going to say. Who are the John Waynes today? Here's what I'm going to say. With the military and the profile that we have in our military right now, I would think twice about going to Taiwan now. First of all, you're well, they not, do. Pelosi had first of all, you're visit. not prepared. I'm sorry, dude. You are not prepared. You do not have the right people in the right jobs right now to go and, and basically thumb your nose at China anymore. No, it's, it's you a You have literally cake. screwed it up so bad. Back in 1950, after World War II, I would have said, do whatever the hell you want. You own the world. Go. Go to Taiwan. Tell China to sit down and, and behave. Not anymore. No, not anymore. Now And now we have North Korea. Kim Jong-un. Over there, did you see his latest threat? He's, he, I don't, but Tabitha, the problem with Kim Jong-un, he's, he's been doing He's it mentally for, ill. He's, he's been doing not it for going 10 to years. do anything. But That's are, why I never bring him up. And nor do I, typically. But when are we going to put this guy in his place? You, you know, he just keeps making these ridiculous statements. Now he claims that he has nuclear weapons ready. We have a, a carrier, U.S. carrier, heading it out in the ocean to for some uh, maneuvers in South Korea. And he says, oh, well, I'm going to launch a nuclear weapon at it. I mean, it, it's, it's ridiculous, the things, you know, if Trump were president right now, he would not be getting away with saying these things. But there's still a lot going on on Capitol Hill, as we talked about. Matt Taibbi, when we were talking earlier, when he was, you know, it was March 9th, he was on Capitol Hill talking about the government's weaponization of platforms. And oh, yeah, the IRS shows up at his house. Another thing that's going on. And Eric Schmidt, by the way, he was in the news all the time here. He comes up occasionally on this show. Um, they were also at Capitol Hill this week. They're, they've been grilling the military over the members who lost their jobs over the cupcake. As and they should. And Eric, and Eric Schmitz, he put it out yesterday. Check out this video. I mean, he's not Josh Hawley yet on Capitol Hill, because I still think Josh Hawley is the best mm -hmm. at what he does when it comes to questioning, when it yeah. comes to how he does it. The man... I, 
I can't remember somebody who's been as good as as Hawley yeah. is. Um, Eric Schmidt, here he comes. Eric Schmidt's starting to make some noise as well. Now you've got two senators from the state of Missouri, yeah, and they're both starting to make and an AG in Missouri that's just oh. as badass as these two guys are. Here, check out Schmidt. <laughs> check out Schmidt going after the military boss, wanting to know what the hell is going on with the eight thousand members who lost their jobs because they would not get interested in doing uh, the cupcake. There are over 8,000 military men and women who lost their jobs because of the COVID vaccine mandate. Is that correct? Uh, that's, that's, that's about right. Okay, so we talk about recruitment challenges. Are you actively going after to try to get those 8,000 people back? They, they, have, a, uh, they have the ability to... Uh, re- well, right. No, I'm asking what are your efforts? They have the ability to reapply for... for uh, Readmission and Are you military. recruiting these folks? Are I am you not recruiting, but they have the ability. So Sayonara, 8,000 well-trained folks. We, we are recruiting new recruits. Okay. Eric Schmidt. <sighs> if, you don't, if you don't bow down to our mandate of this dumbass cupcake, you are not welcome here. We're going to go find other wokesters to come in and be vaccinated and be part of our military. That's exactly well, it's not, And it's not required anymore. So now they don't have to worry about it. So what about all these people who not only lost their lives getting a cupcake, but put their lives in danger? People who are now suffering the after effects of the cupcake, who can't go, who can't work, who aren't able to get up and do their job because they're having blood clots yeah. and cardiac cardio problems and all of these other things. It's, it's a really big deal. Yeah. What about military members? I have a friend who is in the military and he what's the call to the military anymore remember back in the day tab and you you know about this back in the day when in the 90s and the 80s and the 70s 60s the call was the honor of being in the the few the proud the marines it was a masculine job there was a job it was to kill the enemy it was not to go to trans uh, cocktail hour it was not go to crt woke school it was it was literally i'm going to basically brainwash you to use an ar15 to destroy the russians or the chinese if they come over that border period so what is the call to action for any kid 18 years old right now is it to wear a cool uniform and travel the world on an aircraft carrier is it to make some money for college the call to action all of it it's a recruiting call from our military is incorrect the chinese call to action is defend the motherland well yeah and that's what the american motto used to be too but you know, the few, the proud, the Marines. Yes, that was, uh, that was their branch. But it was about go honor. army. It Remember, about, go army. Eric, I mean, it was about the flag. It was the about flag. The exactly. It, it was about yeah. our country. It was about freedom. Um, but then, of course, when forces come into this country to try to split it from the inside out, you see what happens. Everybody knows with half a brain, yeah. if you start to try to tear down your military and say, oh, we want to go woke, and you know that nothing good is happening. You know 100% right out of the gate that this person is either not educated or they have evil intents if they're making any decisions with our military. And of course, the whole pandemic put us in a bad situation to do that. We lost a lot of, I mean, a lot of good people. 8,000 members? Yeah. And- 
Then we're being told, oh yeah, everybody's doing it. No, no, not everybody was doing it. And then we've shown the, the, the woke recruiting videos. And while there's a lot going against wokeism in this country and a lot of celebrities and a lot of people with platforms going against woke and cancel this going against woke, unfortunately, there's still a lot of programs that are still out there promoting and people in mm -hmm. positions of power, even if they're the loud minority People in those positions of power making decisions and playing on your heartstrings and tugging on your heartstrings, just like President Biden was yesterday telling lies yes. at a press conference about guns and the number one killer of kids is guns. And it was a flat out lie. Yeah, we're living in the it. president. And there's people who support him. Are which there? Shows their, which are shows there? how uneducated they are. Or are there? I don't think so. Eric, man. I was listening to two women talk yesterday at a gas station about Joe Biden and how they think things are good. I cannot make this up. Now, keep in mind, it was in the Ladue area, and we know that there's a lot of Democratic voters over there. Ladue in the St. Louis area. And they're not the good vote. They're not the good Democratic voters. They are the horrible Democratic voters. I'm, I'm suspicious. We can do a new... But the military... Yeah, I'm not going to so, change the topic. But the, right no, no, you I mean, but no. you can. But no, because I mean, it's all our about... Our military, at least... Here, how about that then? Like you said, Eric, think about this. The, what the Attorney General in the state of Missouri is doing, what Josh Hawley and Eric Schmidt are doing in Washington. Yeah. Is there another state with three people in those kinds of positions doing more on a national scale and making those? I mean, you that, have to have a collective those, effort. The that, reason that's, the that, reason that's a power team. The reason you need to be scared. And I'm scared every day. Is that yeah? You hear Josh Hawley and Eric Schmidt, and even some other uh, senators that are what the hell? They're in what the hell are you guys doing mode? Have you noticed that in every single person they bring in? My orcas yesterday. What the hell are you doing? Do you, you you realize what you're doing is killing hundreds of thousands of people with fentanyl? Not to mention the communities of Texas and the communities that you're destroying, having these illegal aliens. So the senators basically are seeing, sitting there looking at this guy, going, "What the hell are you doing?" And then they defend it somehow. Same with the general that, that we just had, that Schmidt was just talking to. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, but tell you me. have 8,000 people that could come off the sideline. All you got to go is do it and invite them. Say, come back, come back. It's over. And they're not recruiting them. And they're not recruiting but them. But well, you were making a point, Tabitha, about something military related. I was making a point. And the point was, is that I have a good friend who, Vic, you also know, who is a Navy SEAL based here in the St. Louis area. And he... Not Eric Greitens. Not Eric Greitens. <laughs> okay. And he absolutely did not oh, want to get yes. the cupcake. Yeah, I know who you're he talking He absolutely about. did not want to get the cupcake. He waited till the literally the very last day that he had to get it. And then once he got it, because he was forced to do it, this is someone who's very healthy, very fit, does not need a cupcake. Once he go g went and had to get the cupcake, all of a sudden he's figured out, how do I get this poison out of my body? What do I do? I know what I've done to myself. I was forced to do it because I love my country. I love oh, my job. Gives me chills. I have no choice but to go and do this because I don't want to to not represent my country, not fight for my country. And you know they they serve a very important role. What what do these people do? Look look what is happening to them. And then now he, he they have this poison in their body. How do they get it out? What do they do? Why should are we? Why are we putting our military through this? Why did we do this to them? And it's not a good enough excuse to say, well, as military members, they get all kinds of vac vaccinations and immunizations. Those are things that have been studied for years. Exactly. This was something new. Not emergency. Already, by the way, right? It's still, exactly. By the way, it's still emergency. Just want to remind everybody. 
Is it? Yeah. Not to me, it's not. It's crazy. Not to me, it's not. No, no, meaning by law. It's I don't care. Still, yeah, I understand. Considered. Well, okay, fine. You, if some, You still can't go after yeah. somebody, is yeah. what I mean. But it still has emergency use authorization. Yeah, if this is such a powerful, dynamic disease, in the, in the, that in is I'll, a punch I'll, in the I'll say Ugh. it one more time. Why are you letting hundreds of thousands of people over our border? If, if it's so powerful and you can't let one tennis player come into Miami to play a tennis match, but you can let hundreds of thousands of people come in from COVID is probably the least concerning disease that they're bringing over. It's about you know? control. It's it's not about a vaccine. It's not about uh, That's why you can't trust local media, national yeah. media. You if they can't. Won't, if they won't, you can't count on them if they're not going to cover every story. That's Eric, that's a great point. It's lying. Unless those stories yeah. are covered, then how can you count on somebody to give you the information? Omission is a lie. If you have a if you have a news agency that you know is You've helped a, me realize that by the way, Eric. If if there's a story that is happening and it's important and they're not covering it, you just got lied to. Think about it. That well, way. and what about the Biosecurity Act? We never talk about that. Uh, the Biosecurity Act basically <laughs> gives our sovereignty, our freedom away. And, yeah. and look at all the new viruses and illnesses they're saying are out there. I just read today, five people now in China have been infected by avian flu. Uh, there's a fungal infection going around that's affecting yeah. elderly people and yeah. hospitalized people. Now today, they have a, a plant fungus that is infecting people. You know, they're going to continue since COVID didn't work. It didn't constrict us enough. It didn't control us enough. Too many of us stood up and said, no, they're going to keep coming up with something better until they find something that's going to literally scare mm -hmm. all of us into their control measures. I think when you start to see the Democrats get scared that you, they start to realize, uh Oh, Kamala is not going to be our president. Biden's not going to do this. I think you're going to start to see the media start to rise up against them. I think you're going to start to say, we have to get them they out of there. They have days, mm. Eric. They do have days. But then there's also situations that occur almost on a daily basis where you're like, where's national media? Where's local media? This is so obvious. Just tell the story. Eric, case in point, we started our show off today with the Joe Biden lies about guns. Yeah. The three massive lies yeah. in 30 seconds. Yeah. And... There was only one organization that I saw. I'm sure OAN and Newsmax did something. But Fox, nobody else would even cover. If Donald Trump was spewing lies yeah. or misinformation at a press conference regarding guns, what the hell do you think would happen? Yeah, It's because you can't trust media. You no, just can't. And, and that's, unfortunately... You'll know when you trust somebody when you cover all sides of a story. That's when you know you can trust somebody. When it you can't trust the media. The way you can't that, trust Fox. So the way that we set this country up is unfortunate. Because information, news, is a big pillar. It's like the fourth pillar of government that is kind of hidden. And the fourth pillar of government is supposed to be the window into our government. And when that pillar of government puts a shade down to let the government do whatever it wants without opening the shade, and they'll open it just enough to let you see what they want you to see, that's when you're in trouble. And there's no balance of power there. There's not, there's not a check in balance on that. You we have, talk about this on occasion. Yeah, you have Fox News, but but here's the deal: when you have, and you guys are always talking about, well, you have Fox News and they have more audience than anybody. That means nothing. You need the density. They don't have more 
audience. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Oh, they do. You know what? They they don't. Yes, they do. Tabitha, they do. There's some things we don't need to argue about. That's one of them. But here's the deal. It's just not true. If you compare it to CNN and MSNBC, yes. I'm talking about the density of audience where people go to get as reliable of information as they can. Fox is 25 years into dominating. Here's the deal. You still need to get a Lester Holt or a a bigwig over at the other um, um, news networks to say something to make it a true story. Not, no, that's not, to you. It, yes, it's not to, to you. most of us. It's to, to you. Eric. To, Eric, to it's, the soccer moms and no, Ladue. No, that's not true. No, Eric, it's changing. If they're already Democrat, that might help them. But you're right, Eric. Eric, part I think part of what you're right or what you're saying is right. And I've been in this industry for a long time. It's changing, and it's changing so fast. Quickly. It gets, it, it gets me excited. That's why ratings, Eric, have plummeted, and why a guy on late-night TV like Gutfield could do so well, mm-hmm. because you're hearing new stories. So I do think things have changed. People who were Not born, yet. It might. People who are above 50 may need, oh, I got to see it on NBC. Well, even people who are, are awake now, as you always talk mm-hmm. about, awake and not woke. Yeah. They know it, they see it, and that's why ratings are plummeting for all of those places when you combine them all. So what do you do when you don't have viewership anymore? Then you just start blistering the competition and who is winning. Yeah. And that's why you'll see, oh, they're just all for those those Trump MAGA Republicans. That's all who and then ironically, Trump doesn't get tons of support on Fox. He's starting to get more, but then that's the end all end all. But but Eric, that's why. I study on a daily basis, podcast, Instagram, TikTok. That's where times are changing. Uh, and, for you. And you see a For flip. you. Because, uh, Eric, you want to see no. proof. Yeah. If, you you uh, don't uh, believe anything unless you mm-hmm. see proof. I come in here and t- Eric, talk about all kinds of things. Eric, for people 50 and older, there are people who I need was to amazed see. back in 1987 why, how Van Halen wasn't the biggest band why do you and Britney need, Spears was. Why do you need, <laughs> but why do you need Lester so, Holt? Because it's not me. I'm saying, look, let me say it one more because time. Remember me, what Lester let, Holt did? Lester Holt got just, money I'm, from George Soros. I shouldn't have said Lester Holt. It's the only one I can think of that's, that's on the uh, nighttime news. Um, use Dan, rather. I don't care. But it's like, if ABC at 5, if ABC or CBS at 5 and NBC at 5, those are the big boys. Those are the, the national conglomerates. And it's not just putting it out at their, their television level. It has to be on their website level. It has to be in their digital uh, yeah. consciousness because those are the ones that you measure all the cable shows against. It just is. And they do have, on any given minute, Fox News has more audience than MSNBC, C- CNBC, M, uh, CNN, C, I mean, all of them combined, Fox has more. What but people want it's has the changed. It's the media company density. The media company density, which includes Google News, which includes Yahoo, which includes all of them. If they don't report it, it didn't happen. According it's like if a tree falls in the woods and no one's people, there to hear it, did it actually make a sound? According to some people, I am telling you from being in this business. In, in the I know we're time, different. I get it. Me know, and you and Vic are totally different. We're connoisseurs. We're the guys that know how to walk into a winery and see if the wine has legs. Most people in the country just like to drink the wine and get drunk. There, and you rep- <laughs> I'm not saying you, you might represent have given the me drunk a, people. A benefit of the Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand, but you, We're you're, connoisseurs. Not, you're not understanding what I'm saying. All right, I want to understand. What people, what people now want, people like me, people who consider themselves patriots, people who consider themselves 
uh, conservative, uh, not necessarily Republican, and maybe Republican. We want something different than that. We want something different than Fox National. We want something different Tough. than Google or Yahoo. And Tough. that's why people come to shows yeah. like ours. That's why people come to uh, The Edge when we were on The Edge or, uh, oh, or me and my prior life, radio life. Because you know what people want? They want to know the truth. And they don't have to, we are our own source. I am my own source. I don't need to spout what Google tells me to say or what Facts National tells me to say because I know most of what they know long before they do. And people are starting to wake up and realize that, hey, if I come to a show like Cancel This, I'm going to get the truth. These people are their own sources. I don't have to turn and wait a week later to see it on Fox National. It, it, we, people are starting to learn that what you're hearing on those shows, even Fox National, a lot of it's propaganda. A lot of it's just stuff that's left out. But if they come here every day, guess yeah. what? They're going to get I love how you truth. think. I do. I think you're and that's red, why people listen. I think you're as red-blooded as everybody else that I've ever met, little lady. But here's the deal. We are the minority. That's we, not true. We're the majority. No, we are the minority because most people that are a conservative do not care to get involved in conservative fighting issues. As a matter of fact, you sent over a very fighting. You sent over truth. a very interesting graphic yesterday, and it was like, "What do you worry about?" Well, a few years ago, patriotism that was, was way up there. Yes. Guess where it is now? It's at the bottom of what rah, people are rah, worried about. Rah. Patriotism faith religion and that's because they're polling young people and young people have different that's even worse than they do. there's no question <laughs> that's about it. even worse if you go back and look at the original poll a lot of that is because they're polling younger people and it's no quite we all know even worse yeah, we we'll all sh- know we'll that that's happening tucker carlson did the poll too Yes, it, and it started. I can't remember where who's who did that originally. I saw it on Market Watch. You guys saw it on Tucker. But it, but it it basically we know that all of these kids going to liberal colleges. We know the patriotism is being beaten out of that. Not even liberal colleges. Yeah. Your your schools and, and right schools of coming from preschool and not. They're trying to get patriotism out of you. They're trying to get the church out of you. Let me put it this way: If do you think that my orcus my orcus would be hogtied and thrown out of his job if there was a public uprising against this guy. The White House is, they do a lot of stuff that is suspect and they are horrible at most stuff things they do, but guess what they're really good at? They're really good at polls. They're really good at having the, their finger on the pulse of the America. And they might not see the Americans liking what they do, but they also don't see the Americans having uprisings against what they're doing. No, because they're being indoctrinated. Why do you think that Pete Buttigieg is still? Why do you think Pete Buttigieg is still in his job? There's no uprising against can't. putting trains in the in the drink. There's no there's no uprising against almost the FAA having. Oh, almost, it's coming! It's coming! Trust me, it's coming. Eric, no, no. Democratic president right now is going to get rid of somebody they put in the office. Oh yeah, they would. No. Yeah, they would. If it was, if it was like, yeah, we see, we we have to make a change here because of as the trains as falling off the tracks. Is, <laughs> as bad as we think he has done, they do not get rid of a. That's right. They gay, walk in army. They ants. do not get rid of a gay man who's the first gay transportation secretary who has been supportive of all their. Th- I don't care. He could be the worst guy ever which he might be just like this administration the worst one this country's yeah. ever seen he's not going to be yeah. let go you 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 wonder if there's as many wokesters out in the in the united states right now as there are as conservatives um, we, there are more than us there i mean there are more of us so many more of us because we always talk Eric, about this the silent majority is there well, a silent majority there Question is mark? a silent majority but you know well, what? when i was in we california i did not feel that way at all when i was in california in january 
I could not believe how uncomfortable mm-hmm. I felt as a teeny weeny little conservative in yeah. the masses of Correct. liberal nation. And I went, no question. Oh, okay. Sometimes but there's you parts t- of California that are very conservative. Par- Orange County is parts, extremely conservative. Parts, parts, but not the greater, not majority the greater. There. No, but in the country as a whole. We are the greater majority. We are saw we? that. Are we? You know what? Just question the fact mark? that Trump got elected I believe, in a landslide. I, I absolutely. You think so? No question about I it. I think I'm starting to think otherwise. You will someday see, and you're thinking otherwise because you're looking at the loud voices. We not, I'm looking not be as the loud a marketeer. Voices. I'm looking there are at. More of I'm us. looking at these bizarre polls. I'm looking at trend lines. Can't listen I, to the polls. I'm looking at nobody sitting up and taking notice of the things that are really challenging this country. Nobody Did is. Did it ever occur to you that no a poll like that is is propaganda? That maybe they want us to think we're the minority? So much that happens in the media, so much that happens in the government is spent on propagandizing all of us, the silent majority, to make us feel like we are the tiny majority tiny minority because if once we all come together collectively like we did to vote for trump the first time and the second time then guess what we will realize we are more powerful than them they know we are more powerful than them and they want us to be held down held back and oppressed and that's they spend so much time energy and money keeping us oppressed and we appreciate you guys joining us every day for cancel this cancel this show.com um we're going to have an expert on tomorrow you will not want to miss us at nine o'clock we've got a, a gentleman coming to join us um jim kennedy he has become an expert he bought in uh, a mine years ago and then figured out through the great he's like studying information boxes came across information of what our country was doing when it came to rare earth minerals and how we were selling them and letting other countries, specifically China, take over every. These are what weapons, and Tabitha has brought this up in the past, weapons are built with for the future. Mm-hmm. And we don't have control over a lot of those minerals. We're anymore. trying. We're trying. We are. He we're says, trying. He says there's hope. <laughs> there is hope. There's something where he thinks there could be some hope. But how we let ourselves get. He went to Washington and was basically laughed at. As he said, Carnahan got him a spot. I'm trying to remember who else got him a spot. And he's. It, it'll blow your mind what you hear tomorrow at 9 o'clock. And I won't be here. I have to miss it. And I really hate that. But I have something I have to do. So will you guys please cover a couple things for me? A, send me. Send, yes. send us a list and we'll ask. But it's a big okay. interview tomorrow. I can't course, wait. Friday, we've got um, our AI day. Everything artificial intelligence. Let us know. So It might be gone by then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, Scotty Gherkin, Lizzie Sparks, Eric Johnson, Tabitha Hassel. I'm Vic Faust. Guys, continue to share this show. Subscribe, please. If you can donate, we love it. It helps us all pay all the bills here. We'll see what we're trying to do. If you know advertisers, let us know. And of course, we'll continue to do what we do. Cancel the show.com. Have an awesome day. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>